Well, we'll go to Dino over there on the boulevard. Yeah. Oh, good. Which yeah. time? Well, Rockwood Boulevard. Oh, really? It's 24 hours. So. Yeah. They got yeah. Danish there? Yeah, they got everything. Well, good. Yeah, yeah, let's pick up some Danish for Bell. Take a couple of Do you hear about the points we were shaving up in Boston? No, it is. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah, Nunzio up in the... Oh, you never shut the fuck up. Oh, pain in the ass. What are you going to do? Get rid of him. Chop him up. Get rid of the cops. Call me when you get through. All right, Frank, let's chop him up. All right. Where you going? Where you going, you what? dizzy motherfucker, you? I thought you said to chop him up. Oh, oh but Charlie's not here. Where Charlie. You're going to chop him here. Come on, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. I got a better shot letting him fucking drive. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting. The car's cold. The Get the fuck out of here. What? From Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston, and this is the show that has been inevitable since the very beginning. Yes, it is the GFA Live, good fellas. And who else would I have here for this occasion but the man who has been here for the first 54 GFA Lives, a man who has made up chicken cutlets just right for this occasion, Mr. Keithy Langston. How are you? Uh, how are you, Pete? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Keep stirring the sauce. Keep stirring that sauce. Make that coffee to go. <laughs> so I, I just want to make a production note for, for anybody listening in terms of what has gone into making this podcast happen. Mm. Uh, two days ago, as we taped this, we attempted to do this via a digital copy of the movie. Mm. And what what happened, Keithy? When I so when I, I would try to show you what was going on. So I guess we 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 both tried. All right. So we both rented the movie. You rented it on two digital platforms. I rented it on one of the same digital platforms. And every time we tried both two various two different versions of screen sharing programs, and it was just a black screen. You could hear things, but you couldn't see anything because apparently. Thanks to the new age of digital platforming, you cannot share your screen and watch a movie with anybody. So take that into account if you're ever, you know, separated by, I don't know, thousands of miles, hundreds of miles, dozens of miles, and you want to watch a movie with your loved one, (laughs) friend, spouse, loved one, family member, and you can't because uh, digital movies won't let you share screens and then watch I guess there is a place at the table for physical DVDs. What is this world coming to? I mean, that's the that's the question I kept asking myself. And then I pointed then I pointed out when we were having all the issues and we gave up. Uh, somebody had asked me, "Oh, did you record the podcast?" And I said, "No, nah, no, nah, that was a problem." And we tried to do everything we could. <laughs> it was real greaseball stuff. It was amongst the MPAA people, you know. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Every everything is about evading copyrights when you're when you're doing a podcast. I mean, <laughs> we're trying to we're talking about a movie that came out 31 years ago. 
know, and we're still trying to worry about this. I mean, isn't this movie in public domain at this point? Well, you you, you would like to think so, but mm. it's it's not. And what what we're going to do, I thought of a bunch of different formats of the way we're going to do and we're going to watch this in the same manner that we would watch i don't know best of the wwf volume 14 oh, where good. we're just we're just going to continue along and we're going to you know maybe i'll crank it for certain scenes or whatever however the dvd that i purchased for this i made sure to purchase an older dvd that mm-hmm. might not have those protections mm. and sure enough the dvd is so fucking old that it's the How kind old you, is it? It's the kind you have to flip over halfway through the movie. Like it's a oh. fucking laser disc. Oh, so that puts us into so that's our wrestling connection because it's just like what, Pete? It's like WrestleMania four on Coliseum <laughs> Video, where Andre's uh, gonna get Hogan in the bear hug and we're gonna have to flip over the DVD. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, it's it's like which one? Oh, a WrestleMania season four, excuse uh, me. Is he yeah. Oddly enough, the one of the only two WrestleManias or three WrestleManias now at this point that has double that has multiple episodes. Yes. <laughs> WrestleMania four episode one, WrestleMania season four episode one, WrestleMania season four episode two. Well, <laughs> Picks up right I, where we left off. Well, I, I haven't watched I haven't watched four on the cock yet, so I, I don't know how they how they break that down. I, it terms. would be funny. It would be funny if you go to watch WrestleMania Season 4, Episode 2, and it starts off and it says, it's Vince McMahon's voiceover going, previously on WrestleMania. <laughs> and it Order. shows, like, Andre starting the, Andre starting the bear hug. <laughs> They're going to show us clips of Bam Bam versus One Man Gang and Jake versus Rude in that fucking interminable time limit draw. But... Anyway, we're actually here to watch Goodfellas, and I don't even know the name of the program that I'm using to play this. So I'm just going to hit play, and I'm going to hope for the absolute best as we got the Warner Brothers logo on the screen. I mean, if if you have this on DVD, it's probably not going to align with what we're saying. The intro kind of like reminds me of like a subway, the way the, the letters go go into screen. Sure. Robin you know De Niro what? getting top billing in this. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta and the incomparable Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci in his best movie of 1990, bar none. Joe Pesci in his Oscar-winning performance. Yeah. He's, he's not bumping around for nine-year-olds in this movie, I can tell you that. <laughs> he's doing the job to Macaulay Culkin. It, All right. It's amazing how they, they start the movie at a point that you're going to see about 55 minutes in or something yeah. like that, where they're driving in the car. Did I just like how bad of a driver is Henry Hill if he doesn't know he just if he just hit something? Yeah, he doesn't know if he hit something. He thinks, you know, he hears bumping around. Like, oh, what Entry. is that? I should I should keep a tra- I should keep track of how many times you say Hendry on this. <laughs> Notice Tommy was sitting in the back seat with the shovel in his hand. <laughs> yes, it's the little things, folks. <laughs> and the license plate number, for the record, is three C. Was it seven two eight five? Yeah. <laughs> I want to collect all the Goodfellas license plates and just hang them on my wall. <laughs> I like that Tommy already has the knife that he t- takes from his mother's house. Oh, there he is. 
<laughs> it's Frank Vincent, the great Frank Vincent. <laughs> I love the notion of stabbing the guy a hundred times and then sure. shooting him three times afterwards. Yeah. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Now, this movie, of course, has one of the all-time great soundtracks. Because there was, there was a, a lot of thought put into it. Well, I think Scorsese does that all the time. I mean, Scorsese's yeah. movies are always filled with, like, excellent soundtracks because i think he does take the time and energy to like put in songs that are very specific and not only that it was we're not using a song until it's happened in the the time point in the movie so if they're in 1978 he can only use a song that came out before 1978 right not gonna play some fucking dexy's midnight runners and take you out of the movie no you know it's it's um so the movie, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, there's the soundtracks for that were picked specifically for certain scenes within the movie because, and it has to do with the actual storyline itself. It's very similar to it's very similar to to Goodfellas. Yeah, they, he took the time to do it. The hysterical uh, story that I sent to you recently about the kid who played young Henry in this movie yeah. getting bullied in school because he had this role. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's, oh there's Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. And there's our hero, Tootie. Oh, there's, there's our hero of the early years, Tootie. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean of just the early years? Now... I, I've said I wanted you to play Johnny Rose Beef in, yeah. in, in the GFA uh, adaptation of Goodfellas, yes. but I also want you to play Tootie as well. I'm, I'm going to have you play two different characters, and we're just going to pretend that you're different people. Well, I mean, as I've said before in the past, I mean, if you watched Hamilton, which I have seen Hamilton yeah. live and in person, multiple people, with the exception of Lin-Manuel Miranda, play multiple characters in in Hamilton, so I don't know if anybody in the audience is aware, but if you if you know Keithy, I mean, to know him is to love him. But we we have a Keithy Langston drinking game, and one of the things is if he brings up Hamilton, drink. Yeah, you you're basically going to get tanked every single time. Is Hendry Hendry's going to school? Allegedly, is his brother in the wheelchair? Henry's this father looks like somebody, Indiana. and I can't place it for, for whatever reason. Every single time I see him, he does look like somebody. He's not that. He's not that budget Jason Robots that you were talking about. In uh... see, you're referring to our off-air conversations as if people heard them. But I was talking about. The fake Jason Robards from that Jefferson's episode where they hold the Klan rally in the building. They clearly said, give me a Jason Robards type, and that's what they came up with. So Henry's parking the Cadillacs now and doing a pretty shitty job because you notice how it was all crooked? Yeah. You couldn't get another car in there. For them, the cab oh, this Tootie, Tootie paying off the police. For me, it was definitely full time. Gotta run your numbers here. <laughs> a beef in, in the numbers. Understand, but I was a part of something. That was I all the guys in the yellow who uh, cardigan like sweaters behind him. That the illegally pilfered yellow tell cardigans. Tell him five nineteen. This Polly Walnut's wearing a fucking sweater. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, who is this guy? He does remind me. You know who he reminds me of? I know exactly who he reminds oh. me of. Michael Madsen. Yes. That's exactly he, he's He's off-spec Michael Madsen. I also want to reveal that I have not written down any notes, so it's not like I have the guy who played Henry's father in front of me. Henry! <laughs> Just, that's two. I, I, no, that, that's like six already. I think I've said it like five or six times already. <laughs> It's so natural that I, I probably wouldn't even be able to keep track of it. So he, it, everybody's got to take a beating. Everybody's got to take a beating sometime. The guy's name is Bo Star. Oh, okay. Bo Star. Um, he's best known as Sheriff Ben Meeker in the horror film Halloween 4 Return of Michael Myers. <laughs> he's also in Fletch. <laughs> Just in case you want to know. That's the guy. Henry, uh, th- they have an issue with the postal carrier uh, delivering letters from the truant officer, so now they're going to kidnap him and stuff his head in an oven. I didn't know if you... Well, I'm, I won't spoil this right now, but when it gets to it, I have another little uh, tidbit about Bo Star, but I'll, I'll wait till we get there. Okay. Well, from now on... Any letter- from now on... <laughs> You understand? That was it. No more letters from school. In fact, no more letters. Yeah, what I found what I find amusing is that there is actually a pizza in the oven. Yes. How can I go back to school? I wonder who ate that pizza. <laughs> this pizza has hair on it. You better not fucking complain about this pizza. Paulie hated pizza. Can you imagine leaving a two-star review for Tootie's Pizza Place? <laughs> no. Nobody left two-star reviews for Tootie's Pizza. Who has a worse job here, Tootie or freaking Hendry? Like, having a run with Tootie in the umbrella or Tootie having a run in the rain to deliver messages to Polly? No, I think Tootie, Tootie's got a very uh, cushy job because he's good at it. He, he knows what he's doing. He knows what they, what they want out of the operation. I mean, you know. I feel like I feel like I would have been that I would have been Tootie if my brother was Pauly. Like I would have definitely been the guy that ran the messages back and forth. <laughs> my brother doesn't move for anybody. Pauly's insistence on, on not talking to more than one person at a time is is pretty freaking hysterical. Can we can we cook sausages like that in the spiral on the uh, on the grill in Outer Banks? In the back, can we get like a, actually? Can we just get like a shopping cart and turn it on its side and like put like put like a grill underneath it and just like cook that way? We gotta get the we gotta get the spiral sausage though. That's important. It's not the worst idea you've ever had. I will certainly say that. <laughs> and uh, the the pinky ring. They did a terrific job all through this movie aging all of the characters properly. I just love how Paulie they do a close up on him eating the sausage. It's so funny, <laughs> Paulie. Paul Sorvino. And they knew I was with somebody. Mm. I didn't have to wait in line yeah. at the bakery on Sunday mornings anymore for fresh bread. No, he didn't. The owner knew who I was with, and he'd come from around the counter. No matter how many people were waiting, I was taken care of first. Our neighbors didn't park in our driveway anymore, even though we didn't have a car. At 13, I was making more money than most of the grown-ups in the neighborhood. I mean, I had more money than... It was all tax-free, by the way. (laughs) 
day, one day some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> With that respect. respect. Have you ever had anything in your life that way? Like, do you ever go to a store and somebody recognized you and was like, oh, a pity, and then, like, walk from behind the counter? Yeah, pretty much every time I go to the dispensary these days. I'm going to hit pause for just a second here okay. because and, and reveal another production note. Yes. We were going to we were going to use a YouTube playlist mm-hmm. to watch this on uh, two days ago. And we, I decided not to because it omitted this scene that, mm. it, that that cracks me up every single time where there's a man who's been shot and Henry sees him. and He's in the pizza place and he's going to go outside. And Tuddy starts yelling at him. Right. So let's see if we can figure this out. All right. There's one. Yes. Well, he just grabs a pile. He grabs a pile, but like he he wraps them around individually. There's two. Maybe Tuddy was right. Probably didn't want anybody dying in the building. You're a real jerk. You wasted eight fucking aprons on this. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Puffing this kid up. Eight aprons. You wasted eight fucking aprons on this guy. Gotta toughen you up. But what most people don't know oh, is look at that the, fucking sandwich spread. I'm sorry. Yes. The great apron shortage of 1956 that caused a spike in prices. So so Tuddy Tuddy's watching every every dollar. He he doesn't want the he doesn't want the apron expenses to go out of control. No, of course not. We're all over the place. And now we now now we get to be Jimmy. Yeah. Now we meet the the second greatest character in this movie. <laughs> Oh, I'm cur- I'm curious if like your top ten characters in this movie. <laughs> Look at him! Look at the fucking die job on De Niro. <laughs> it it is terrific. Hey. They're trying they're trying to pass this fucking guy off as like twenty something years old. He's already yeah. seventy five at this point in real life. <laughs> you get money just for keeping the ice cold. <laughs> this is exactly how I met Keithy back in 1997. You walked into the room and everybody went wild. I walked into the McDonald's over on Eastern Ave, right across the street from Malden Catholic, and everybody went wild. <laughs> <laughs> Keith! Keith! <laughs> he was he putting... shoves the 20 in. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jimmy was one of the most feared guys. In he was. The I walked in and I was stuffing chicken nuggets in people's pockets. <laughs> I was giving out packets of sweet and sour sauce just for keeping the ice cubes cold. <laughs> you know that McDonald's is still there. It didn't close. Yeah, the one on uh, Broadway is. Yeah. Yeah, Route 99. I drove past it a couple months ago. Yeah. And then there's the, the truck driver who they're stealing from here kind of reminds me of Chris Pratt. He, he would be played by Chris Pratt. He, he, would, he would take scale. He would slum it for this role. He's like, I'm going to take this little minor role. Do you think we could get Chris Pratt to play that role in our in our off, 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 off Broadway rendition of this movie? No, you know what? I don't think we could afford him. In fact, I think we'd have this. I think our friend Chris might actually be more in that price range. Mm. Is this like a crossing god lady, or is she just like she's got to be a crossing god taking? She probably had about forty pack, forty cottons of palm oil cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when the cops they assigned a whole army to stop Jimmy, he what puts did he the do? catch in the fucking. You know, I could, 
I'd complain, but who would listen? <laughs> oh, do you know that Tootie, the actor who played Tootie, died on my birthday? Oh. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> well, I, I, the guy who played Maury and the guy and Frank Vincent died the same week. Really? Yes. And they were both big. They were both big characters in uh, Goodfellas and uh, uh, Sopranos. Yes. So now Henry Henry just got pinched, but Tommy was a Tommy is so elusive because yeah. he he, ne- he never gets pinched during this. No. And he was hiding behind a car, and now Henry's doing the I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing here, where he walks up to the judge and the defense attorney has to be like, ah, uh, you come back here, okay? <laughs> this defense attorney who's got that shit-eating grin on. Oh, the big the big smile because He's the like, judge is bought, hey. paid for. Him. Oh, you popped your cherry. <laughs> hey. hey. Look, he's putting fucking money in his pocket. De Niro puts money in his pocket. Yeah. I thought you'd be mad. Oh, here we go. Eddie, I'm proud of you. You took your first pinch like a man, and you learned the two greatest things in life. Well, here we go. Look at me. Never rat on your friends, and always keep your mouth shut. Yeah, that's good advice. Oh, you broke your cherry. <laughs> I I think when it, when anybody loses their virginity, I want Paul Servino there to like meet me when I leave the room. <laughs> and and like, hey, <laughs> oh, you broke your cherry. I think that's a great line. That's a great line to say to anybody. So that poor that poor kid who plays Henry Hill the first fifteen minutes of this movie, he, his time is done. His time is done, and now we move on to the oldest twenty-one-year-old <laughs> actor alive. Yeah, he's lived a hard life, but you know, people age differently back in those days because everybody smoked and yeah. and like was out in the sun without sunscreen. By the time I grew up, there was thirty billion a year in cargo moving through Ottawa. And it's and it's very hard to picture Joe Pesci as like a twenty-two year old or whatever yeah. he's supposed to be here. You know what the funniest thing about this movie is is the fact that the real Henry Hill was nowhere near as attractive as Ray Liotta. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he was like a monster-looking person. It was beautiful. That was an even bigger money maker than numbers and There's a lot of diners in this movie, and it kind of always makes me think of the fact that here in Massachusetts we do not have enough diners. No. I wanna try to hit one of these diners if they're still around on my on my drive down to uh the outer banks. <laughs> That'd be a real detour to be going over to Brooklyn to, <laughs> to eat at to eat at a shitty little diner. Oh good. I'm glad you talked over the uh ethnic slur uh, ethnic that was slur. Just there. So now we go to the bamboo lounge and we get to meet bamboo everybody. Uh oh, here we go. All right. And there was Anthony Stabile. Frankie Carbone. Captain Awkward. And then there was Mo Black's brother, Fat Andy. That's Fat Andy. And his guys, Frankie the Wop. <laughs> Freddie No Nose. And then there was Pete the Killer, who was Sally Balls' brother. <laughs> And you had Nicky Eyes. What's up, guy? And Mikey Franchese. And Jimmy Two Times, who got that nickname because he said everything twice, like. I'm gonna go get the papers. Get the papers. 
It's hysterical because we never see Jimmy two times ever again in this movie. Out of out of all those people, you know, it's great is there's a sighting, a big pussy bump and zero sighting right there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another guy from The Sopranos right there. That's Larry Boy Barisi. <laughs> poor, poor. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> the poor beleaguered Sonny, who we'll have plenty more on a little bit later. Um, if you had to go, if you had to take one of those guys' nicknames, I mean, I'd have to go with Jimmy two times, right? Subway to work every day. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. Why is it that the Bamboo Lounge looks like the uh, Kowloon up restaurant up in up on Route One in Saugus? Yeah, there's a there is a similar aesthetic, although the Kowloon isn't. It doesn't feel as compacted as that. No, but I guess you know similar similar motifs. Okay, hold on, pause this for a minute. Okay. Just because I want to bring this up, this is important. Okay, okay. so we just had we just had the we just saw the first sighting of. Uh, Frenchie. Uh, Frenchie. Frenchie is played by Mike Starr. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mike Starr is the brother of uh, earlier, Bo, Bo Starr, I said, it, which was Henry's, Henry's father. Yes. But here's something Here's something that you're going to know, you didn't know. Okay. Mike Starr's daughter went to Fairfield University with our friend Chris's older sister, Erin. <laughs> and, like, Chris's older sister, Erin, has been in Mike Starr's house. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so. did, did, uh, did, did, did he give her the key or anything? You know? <laughs> but Mike Star, like, uh, did he call himself the Commandant? He might have. But Mike Starr, as you know, is very famous for being the guy in Dumb and Dumber who eats the uh, hot peppers and then dies because he right. takes the... They give him the, uh, the, the, the poison pills. Right. So yep. uh, while it's not as interesting as the Bruce Beefcake is in my kitchen story, um, it's still kind of interesting. You know, Aaron Aaron's Burgess's brush with greatness. Yes. The... So we get a rush over to talk to Frenchie because Frenchie. apparently got something. But the Red the Red Sox have this guy down named Franchi Cordero, and I, I always want to call him Frenchie. Actually, I call him Franchi Cordero. (laughs) (laughs) Too good to be true. true. (laughs) Totally untraceable. It is pretty amazing how this guy was able to continue doing security at the airport after uh, fucking up the air, like this thing. And he's still there like seven years later or whatever, you know, whatever it was. He's involved with the Lufthansa heist, isn't he? Well, no. It, well, Air, well, Air France, and then Lufthansa. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the fact that this guy never gets fired when all this money is getting stolen. Hmm. He must be. He must have been in the union. Well, yeah. Every everything is tied up in that. Although I did I did some research. They at the beginning they talk about this was all before Appalachia and Crazy Joe, and I I wasn't sure what all the Appalachia was. This big meeting that yeah. They had, and then Crazy yeah. Joe. Crazy Joe, which I thought was Joe Valachi, is actually a different Joe. So now, now we're at the probably the most famous scene. It's like everybody knows from this movie. Yeah. So, so I'll 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 crank it for Pesci, just uh, waxing poetic. Here you rested. 
all kinds of questions, you know, this and that. He says, oh, uh, so what are you going to tell us, tough guy? I said, my usual, zero, nothing. I tell you, the fuck. He says, no, you're going to tell me something today, tough guy. I said, all right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> Bing, pow. So now I'm coming around, you know. I start to come out of it. Who do I see in front of me? This big prick again. He says, oh, what do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. Bing, <laughs> pow. He's gonna shit. <laughs> Ow, Pete. Oh, oh, fuck is. Gee, I wish I was big just once. <laughs> big cops. Really funny. This is why I'm very careful to not say that you're funny, because uh, I, I don't want you giving it back to me like this. Mm. You mean the way I talk? It's just, you know, you, it's, you're just funny. It's. I'm going to I pause it for a second because I think they filmed this scene not telling the other guys what was going on here. Yeah, that only only Pesci and Ray Liotta knew what the dialogue was going to be because mm. they wanted to get authentic reactions to well, the th- the thing I love, too, is when he says, oh, Anthony, he's a big boy. He knows what he said. <laughs> somebody in the background goes, that's right. <laughs> like, somebody agrees. With, <laughs> somebody is agreeing with Tommy, who's totally out of fucking line here right now. Yeah. Oh, that is true, yes. Yeah. But, but in all honesty, he's just fucking with him. What you say? You're right. Funny how? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> what? Hey, just, you're right. You know, you're, you're funny. Let me understand this, because I don't Something tells me Ray Liotta didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny how? How am I funny? Frankie Carbone is being very awkward again. You know how you tell a story? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. (laughs) How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Get the fuck, fuck out of here. I almost had him. I almost had him. I almost had him. You stuttering prick here. Frankie, was he shaking? I wonder about you sometimes, Henry. You may fold under questioning. <laughs> Another one no, of those I... great foreshadows. <laughs> So, so here, here's Sonny to collect on the bill, which is kind of a stupid decision. He should have just walked away and then come back later. But yeah. he's not exactly the brightest bulb on the tree, you know? No, he's not. And then, and then, and then the waiter, Alex Wright, hanging out in the background with the lay around his neck. Oh, like the, like the great wrestler Alex Wright? That's right, yeah. I don't mean to be out of order. I like to use the term out of order now. You're a fucking mutt. We got our first blade job of the movie. Yep. It's Sonny getting hit with the bottle. That does look like Alex, right? Yeah. What the fuck are you looking at? You're fucking... Alex Wright was in Goodfellas.com. This is wait. What's great about this scene though is right here is that like now he's definitely he's caused the scene. 
He's embarrassed everybody in the restaurant, and then he says this comment, and everybody has to laugh. He yes. pulls out his fucking gun. <laughs> well, if you notice, Pesci says the line, you're supposed to be doing this stuff, too. And I never... <laughs> I didn't understand the first several times I watched this movie. I didn't get what that meant. And the, the what he's trying to say is Henry is supposed to be fucking with the owner because it's this long con that pays off in the next scene that we're going to see. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, I mean, they're like bullying this guy like crazy. Like, I mean, it, it's not even. Ju- Like, that's the guy in the background laughing. He's like, oh, thank God he's not beating me up. Yeah, I know. Everybody is basically like, we're going to humor uh, Tommy. But now yes. now we've arrived to one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> Real quick, before we move on to this scene, though, do you think that was the scene that they submitted to the Academy that won Joe Pesci as Oscar? Well, I, I, I don't think they submit scenes. They they submit the, you know, it's the entire body of work, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, don't they? Is, well, I know that I think for, like, Emmys, I think they submit. Yeah, for for Emmys, they submit particular episodes. Okay. Is, oh, is the way the they do things. With, oh, yeah. Okay. So Sonny's got a bandage over where he got hit with the with the glass. Sure. and Looks like a fucking baseball cap. And they, they've not... They, Henry is there, and they've taken Henry. him to go talk, go talk to Pauly because mm-hmm. he needs some protection, but he's going to need a little bit more than just protection. He doesn't say half a fig, if you catch my drift. He's half an English cigarette. I can't go here. I can't go there. You think you're the only one. I talked to them a million times. They don't listen. If you tell them, he'll, he'll stop. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to wind up being declared an MIA. They're going to find me in the back of a car somewhere in the weeds? Come on. You know this fucking Tommy or your wife. Who knows better than you? This cocksucker's an arch criminal. I mean, when I leave my house in the morning, before I get to the car, I'm looking over both shoulders. This mm. is no way to live. Don't you know if, on, I, if I could help you, I would? I would love to help you. Whatever the fuck I gotta do, I'm gonna do, no? <laughs> what could I do? If there's something I could do, don't you think I would do it? You know me, I would like to help you out. But the other thing that makes this scene is how <laughs> Paulie keeps looking over to Henry like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Drink. Drink. Oh, you want me to buy a restaurant? Tommy taking over this fucking joint is like putting a silk hat on a, on a pig. I mean, I don't mean no disrespect on Henry, but that, that's the way it is. I know you're his friend. Uh, I'm begging you. What, <laughs> what do you want from me? I don't know what. I don't know nothing about the restaurant business. <laughs> nothing. All I know is to sit down and order a meal. I don't know how to make a restaurant. I don't know how to make a restaurant. <laughs> no, wait. When does the cigar disappear? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Because it, happen, it happens more towards the end where All right. they shoot him from behind where he's got a cigar in his mouth and then it cuts forward okay. and the cigar is gone. I'm sorry I said that. I didn't mean to say that. I just mean that he's scared. I'm scared. I need help. I don't know why Paulie's giving him this death look here because suggesting that he should shoot that he should shoot Tommy. Tommy's not a mate guy. Tommy's a nobody. He's a fucking wise guy. You want me to be your partner? Yeah, but he, he's he's something of a valuable guy, maybe to keep yeah, But I mean, you don't so think that? All right, he's got the cigar. Yeah, he's got the cigar, and then it cuts to the front, and the cigar is gone, and it cracks me up every time. Oh my god, I never even. 
Uh, I mean, I've noticed it now, but well, maybe he took it out. Now the guy's got Paulie as a partner. Any problems? So the whole scam was to basically he could just buy everything on the restaurant's credit and then just sell it. This is my favorite. One of my favorite lines is "Fuck you, pay me." <laughs> how many times do you say that on a daily basis? "Fuck you, pay me." Well, uh, that was how I got my Outer Banks money from you. "Fuck you, pay me." You did say "Fuck you, pay me," and I went, "Okay." Yeah. Drink. Nobody's gonna pay for it anyway. I mean, this is one of their best schemes. Sure. I mean, there's the appliances and shit. I know the apply like Maytags, like. Yeah. And then finally, there's nothing left. Fucking shame. From the bank or buy another case of booze. You bust the joint out. Bust the joint out. The bust out. Yep. <laughs> All right, so now we're now we're at one of the slow parts of the movie. When I was talking to you beforehand, where they're just talking outside the bamboo lounge, where yeah, I like how you said this is a slow pot. This is not a slow pot. There's no slow pots in this movie. I find that highly offensive. <laughs> you don't you don't think this is a slow? I mean, I know that I know that this is setting up. Karen's arrival because she's this Jew brought don't like Italians I don't know what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine what is this world coming to oh we're gonna hear that again yeah of course when we hear it again that's what that's what would trigger Tommy (laughs) Mm. that's Tommy's trigger word is Jew broad oh no what's this world coming to yeah the notion of turning down a piece of ass in order to hang out with Tootie is actually pretty funny. Yeah, because, I mean, well, you know, Tootie's a man about town. I'm sure Tootie knows how to get... Look at they're fucking... They're arguing in front of the friggin' bamboo lounge. It's burning down. Yeah. The black smoke is now billowing out. Yes. A little or a late. If this was in today's day and age, somebody would have had them on camera. <laughs> well, yeah. And here I am, a backup guy for Tommy. And then, like, the, the girl that Tommy is with, uh, Tommy always seems to be with chicks who kind of remind me of uh, uh, Tori Spelling. Mm. I was going to say your mom, but, you know. <laughs> oh. No, I wasn't saying it to be insulting. I was just, you know. <laughs> Hey, I mean, he, and, he's got it. Uh, wait a couple of minutes, we'll all leave together, okay? This way you don't go around like a bunch of hobos staggering out one at a time. I can't stand him. I thought he was really obnoxious. Lorraine Bracco starting out her uh, career as a uh, stereotyped uh, oh, yeah. mafia wife. The great Lorraine Bracco. I mean, it would be it would be her biggest role, so oh, you know, yeah. it worked perfectly fine. I love Lorraine Bracco. Be interested to see who, what is the most attractive version of Karen in this movie because you see her at various points. I think when she's well, I don't think we're there yet, but I'll tell you when I think she's the, the hottest. Okay, I, I I will I will tell you as well because there is a specific moment, and it's after they're married. So. 
we were a trio instead of a double date. That oh, I love, how, I love how Tommy is, you know, like trying to defend her. Well, I, but he's also willing to drive her up to find him. It drives I, like a maniac. I, I like that he's eating the whole time, too. He's like, I don't know. What's the problem, man? <laughs> now, see, if Tommy was smart, he would have tried to get both of them in bed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, who do you think you are, Frankie Valley? Right, I forgot. I thought it was next week. It was Friday. It was this Friday, and you agreed, so you're a liar. <laughs> we could talk about this, all right? Take it easy. Talk about it? Talk to you after what you just did to me? Forget it. I'm not talking to you about Wait a second. Anything. I thought you were going to stand me up. The, the beauty of it is it, it's playing out in front of everybody at the cab stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, he's, he's fucking turned on right now, too. Oh, yeah. The fact... It, all Henry wants is a woman who's just going to give it right back to him. Sure. He's great. It's just like Liz Taylor's. Mm. That's what I thought. Uh-oh, and he stupidly we wears the cross to go out with the Jewish girl. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to cover that up. <laughs> you got to cover that up. I like this mother. This mother's great. Yes. How do you do? My daughter says that uh, you're half Jewish. Um, it's just the good half. <laughs> like, what, like what kind of what, what kind of a question kind of is that for the mother to ask the second she meets them that's like she should have just said because how do you do how much money do you make a year like, that's what she Jew- should have said Jew- Jewish mothers want their kids to marry other Jewish people that's, know, that's the way like, that it is especially back like, then I know but like she just says how do you do are you a Jew? Like that's what she's basically <laughs> saying. Like, that's how do you do? Are you a Jew? That's offensive. What are you, Lenny Poffo? That's offensive. <laughs> how do you do? Are you a Jew? It's merely one of the most famous shots in cinematic history. The through the restaurant of the Copa as they go through the bowels of the building to get to yes. their table. Every time you two, every time. And then, and then he, then he kissed me plays which I mean I it's debatable so. between this and the opening the opening uh, scene from the movie Adventures in Babysitting mm-hmm. of, of which one I enjoy more oh I, it's gotta be this I mean it, well, granted Adventures in Babysitting is great and the use of this song in Adventures in Babysitting is great but there's no better version of this song than in this movie right here oh, I, I, don't, I don't know because we're talking about early 20s Elizabeth Shue uh, dancing around to it, so it's. I think it's a lot closer than you think. Mm. See, you're you're straight. You're talking about this like it's a ten to two ball game when really it's like five to four. Mm. So it's like today's score of the Red Sox against the Orioles as opposed to yesterday's. Yes. Wow. <laughs> a kayfabe, kayfabe. Uh. <laughs> So, so they bring in the table. They're not socially distanced. Nobody's no. wearing a mask. No, nobody's wearing masks. Nobody's socially distanced. They're not wearing gloves. <laughs> Henry's Henry's giving twenties to everybody. What What do you do for a living? Yes. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a professional wrestler. <laughs> you don't look like a professional wrestler. Well, I'm in creative. Sorry. What do you do? What? What do you do? I'm a construction person. 
don't feel like you're in construction. No, I'm a union delegate. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we don't listen. Need to listen to Henny Youngman because this fuck. He kept fucking up his lines and was like delaying this. He's doing his act, like his basically his classic classic act, and he kept fucking up the lines. Mm. I mean, if anybody wants to complain about comedy these days, <laughs> like go go back go back to this era and be like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, this comedy is terrible, but that's what they listened to back in, you know, the, uh, what's the place in upstate New York that people go to? The, uh, not the Berkshire. Uh, Cats, Catskills. The Catskills. This is where they, yeah. this is what they listen to in the Catskills. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Henny Youngman. Hey. There's the key, the key to the yes. restroom. As they go into the restricted area to get the untraceable money that they talked about about 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Their friends made me. We walked out with four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So this is the point where Henry gets the right gets thing. the respect of everybody. For do you know celebra- what? Do you know what the tribute is? <laughs> what do you What do you mean? What tribute? I mean, tribute is. You mean you know how much? Right. Do you know how much they usually kick up to the boss? Fifteen percent. I think it's ten percent. Okay. So, so he's handing handing the money over to to Polly and. Um, the the line the line that I love from De Niro. Uh, it's uh, gonna be a good summer. <laughs> I like this part where he goes, "You want that playing crabs, huh? Huh? Huh?" And then he slaps him in the face. <laughs> he makes like he's gonna slap him, and you see Ray Liotta go, nyeh, nyeh, and then he fucking hits him. <laughs> and we got we got Tootie and Vinny hanging out in the background, and Tommy sure. is there. Not the last time we'll see them hanging out behind Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. That is a lot of money for a kid like you. All right. Anybody ask you where you got it? You got it in Vegas playing craps. All right. All right. Eh? Yeah. Eh? All right. Eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Check, sir. Yeah, Tommy like uh, 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 Paulie likes to make physical no, no, contact no. there. You have to stand Now that now they're at a club, and Henry's just kind of out of his element because he. He doesn't have to pay cash for, yeah. for everything. Now, you, think this this is out, you think this is out at the Hamptons? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and you get that tall fucker who is saying hello to Karen, who grew up across the street from her. Yeah, this this, this, this motherfucker in his, his crocodile shirt who reminds he reminds me of Chuck Schick from Caddyshack. You know, you know the tall doofus when everybody else is smoking weed. He's like, "Oh, he's clerking for me while he until he passes the bar." Mm. Like that—that's who this guy reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Henry, this is Bruce. Bruce, this is Henry. Oh, his name. His name is Bruce. He even has a douchebag name. Oh, how, how dare you impugn Springsteen like that? Oh, I was thinking of Bruce Hart. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Ah, see, ah, for every Hart, Bruce, for every Hart Bruce did Springsteen for all Bruce's. For every Bruce Springsteen, there's a Bruce Hart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's some other douchebaggy Bruce? Bruce Hurst, Valanche, Bruce, Bruce Keeson, <laughs> former former Red Sox great and Pirates great. Back at the Copa. Well, I said another another uh, famous World Series, Bruce Hurst. <laughs> yes. I didn't think there 
was anything strange in any of this, you know. Yeah, Karen, Karen's, a, Karen's just explaining, you know what, I didn't feel like asking any questions of what was going on here. I was having a good time. Yeah. Nothing, nothing no, mattered. All right, so she's pretty hot right here as well. Yes. But I still don't think it's the hottest Lorraine. I, I think we're going to end up actually agreeing on this. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think it is in the first half of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here we are. Maury's wigs. Come off. Even underwater. And remember, Maury's wigs are tested against hurricane winds. Don't forget about money. You can afford a Maury wig. Price to fit every budget. So call me now. They they actually hired. They wouldn't let Scorsese do that. They had. They brought in a guy in New York who was actually kind of famous for similarly like hacky, like low budget commercials. Yeah. yeah. And they had they had him put together the Maury's Wig Shop ad to give it authenticity because they thought if mm. if Scorsese was doing it, it would look too good for for mm. what it was. Okay. Two one two five 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 hair. <laughs> I think um, if you go to Twenty Six Queens Boulevard in Queens, New York. I believe it's a Lens Express. <laughs> okay. So Maury's Wigs is no longer there. It's a Lens Express. And it's next to the Sweet Nightclub, which, if memory serves, isn't that Hendry's joint? Entry. Later on? Yeah. Entry. So right right now, we're, we're in Maury's wig shop, and Hendry is trying to convince him to pay Jimmy, uh, convince Maury to pay Jimmy the money that he's owed. And I enjoyed this very much. Come visit me, sweetheart. Henry, you're a good kid. I've been good to you. You've been good to me. But there's something quite unreasonable going on here. Jimmy's being an unconscionable ball break. Okay, give him eight to five on Cleveland. Look, look, I have never asked to pay the vigorous that he demands. Am I something special? What am I, a schmuck on wheels? Sorry, please. You know Jimmy who borrowed his money. Unconscionable ball breaker is something that has been worked into my everyday vernacular. An unconscionable ball break. Give him his money and let us just get the fuck I refer to my clients as such at work. They're being unconscionable ball breakers about these audit con firms. So now Jimmy's heard over heard it and now he's yes. gonna take care of business but now this part's so funny because yes. the fucking wig immediately comes off Maury's the, wig, the, wig, the wig the wig comes off I, I paused it for a sec and Ray Liotta shoot laughs at this because it wasn't supposed to happen but they they kept it because it was good because Goodfellas <sighs> is a comedy it's a part comedy <laughs> oh my god Goodfellas is without a doubt the greatest comedy of all time <laughs> well, unintentional unintentional yes I yeah. mean, but I love how it immediately comes off. Like, not even <laughs> any struggle. It was barely all... I mean, granted, De Niro is choking him out with a telephone cord, but it's immediately he puts the cord on and the wig comes off. And I like how it's like, it's hanging on by literally, like, one piece of tape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray Liotta is, is kind of, like, smiling, laughing, thinking, yeah. oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah, Look at the tape on his head. Yeah. It's a hair system. I like how Karen knew he was at Maury's. Yeah, back in those days, I guess people would say, all right, I'm going to be at this place at this time if you need to reach me. So Karen is called. Yeah. At, at this point, Karen still probably believes that he's in construction and that he's a union delegate, right? 
Yeah. So why is he hanging out at a fucking hair guy? At a I think shop? They, I, I think maybe she might have figured it out by now. You think? You don't think Karen's a little babe in the woods routine? Oh. <laughs> I we, we we've heard you on those tapes. <laughs> so she's calling him from the payphone. And the guy that we met earlier, Bruce, had been molesting her, basically. Or mm. trying to. Yeah. He started to touch me. He started to grab me. I told him to stop. He didn't stop. I hit him back. And then he got really angry. He pushed me out of the car. Henry's reaction here is 100% justified. Sure. I mean, I don't know if I, I... I certainly can't say that I would do the same thing, but I would like to think that my spirit would be compelled to do this. I mean, I would he, hope. Takes, he takes vengeance upon him like Randy Savage-level vengeance. Oh, yeah. Like, but like it, the way it's, it's, it's not like he was locking her up behind closed doors or anything, but if somebody touched Elizabeth, I, it's easy to imagine Randy Savage doing something like this. I mean, I've seen Randy Savage do this to Jake the Snake Roberts and Ric Flair, so and both of them laid their hands upon Elizabeth. I, I don't know. I don't know if you remember this, but Randy Savage legitimately, I think, pistol whipped Bill Dundee at one point in like 1981. There was some sort of like parking lot confrontation, and that fucking happened. <sighs> so, th- yeah, this is the Randy Savage part of the movie where he pulls out the gun and goes over and uh, beats the piss out of Chuck Schick. Chuck Schick, <laughs> who's who's otherwise known as Bill Dundee. <laughs> yes, but. Chuck Schick is so confident when he sees him because he's got like his two brothers or whatever behind him. Yeah, his two tough guys drinking freaking Miller Genuine yeah. drafts. You want fucko? You want some? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> fucko. I swear, my fucking mother, if you touch her again, you're dead. <laughs> Brother. Don't those, shoot, I'm just a pussy. <laughs> those two guys who do nothing to come to his defense. Sure. <laughs> I mean, granted, he is hitting him with a gun, but I mean. Yeah I, yeah, I know, but could they necessarily see that it was a gun? Oh, they knew. Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, they didn't even take a step forward. Are you all right? Yeah, Karen's fucking so horny right now. <laughs> yeah. I know there are women like my best friends <laughs> who would have gotten out of there the minute their boyfriend... Her nails look very nice. Sure. This isn't the point where you think she looks the hottest, No, right? no. She doesn't look the hottest right after she's been molested. I like that she puts the... the oh, no. I, I, when, he, when, he, when she's holding the gun and is told no. to hide it. Now, now they're at the wedding. Now, she is at the wedding. She does pretty in her wedding dress but again she's not the hottest i love to see pause 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 ah, i wanted to go back and talk about the family poetry right here oh uh, just the fact it, that like you look at you look at the family you look at henry's father henry's father just looks aggravated to be there like he's just yeah. so disgusted like henry's a pretty big of a success right now you don't think his dad would have been okay at this point no his father's just a typical piece of shit and then his brother his brother who's in the wheelchair. We see him later on. 
Henry's father is angry all the time, and it doesn't matter what's going on in life. It doesn't matter if his son is successful. He's just pissed off at everything. I mean, sure. you can see you can see Henry's mom, who I have to say she has her positive qualities. Maybe it's the Sicilian thing that's uh, attracting attracting me to her. I don't know. Sure. What? The Sicilian thing. <laughs> the Sicilian thing. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean by that, fucko? <laughs> and the the wedding with the scene where where Paulie is introducing everybody, and it's every everybody is named Peter, Paul, or Mary. <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Marie. It's Peter, Paul, and oh, Marie. Oh, Marie. Excuse me. Yes. It's Peter, Paul, and Marie. That's it. At my own wedding, I'm not sure that there was another Peter in attendance. Hmm. But there were several Maries and several Pauls, right? <laughs> yes. I'm not sure right. how many Pauls there were. It's Polly's mother. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's Tom- Tommy's mother, who is oh, yeah, Scorsese's, Scorsese's actual mother. Yep. And Vinny is Scorsese's father, just for the so, record. Can we break down how they decided who was going to be at what table? Because when when a couple is going to get married, mm. you, you you do think about who's going to like. Maury gets paired with Carbone. Mm. I like. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. I guess you want to pair the two awkward guys together. Sure. <laughs> so that they don't awkward up the other tables. Absolutely. <laughs> this is this is gerrymandering that's going on at Henry and uh, Karen's wedding. <laughs> I mean, I think at this point you probably just had a conversation with Polly. Like, who do you want at your table, Polly? Yeah. I, fr- I like how Frenchie made that. Yeah, Frenchie's like the, the third table. most awkward guy. So, yeah. He made, like, he made like the head table. I love it. had lots of sons and nephews. And almost all of them were named Peter or Paul. My brother's second cousin. It was unbelievable. <laughs> there must have been two dozen Peters and Pauls at the wedding. This is Marie. Plus, they were all married to girls named Marie. Beautiful. She looks Italian. Yeah, she looks Italian. You're right. And they named all their daughters Marie. This is Marie. And this is Pete. No, I mean Paulie. I get confused myself. By the time I finished meeting everybody, the part where Paulie gets confused who is named Peter and who is named Paul. Yeah. Magnificent. So we know Paulie's at least given $100 bill. How much money do you think Paulie gave? Oh, probably a thousand at least. I mean, he handed thirty. He handed three grand to them to go away. Uh, I bet it was. I bet it was substantial. In the good times, sure. Yeah. And Karen, Karen hasn't met all these people, so she's kind of taken aback by how much money there is. Sure. So of course, her question is, uh, shouldn't we watch? Shouldn't we watch out for the box? And Henry's like, uh, nobody's gonna steal that here. No, you're all you're, <laughs> we're good no to fucking go. way. Yeah. I mean, it's so refreshing to see a groom not pass out at his own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say the same for myself, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my advice again: don't get married at ten thirty in the morning. And then have you have the parents put together an after party at like five, six o'clock at night where you're supposed to be drinking the entire time. I I did not pass out at my wedding. My wife did, or my yes. ex wife did. <laughs> Here we go. We've now reached the most authentic scene in the movie where apparently 
Karen and Henry had to live with her parents, and she and Karen's mother is having issues with Henry's lifestyle. Listen, you're here a month, and sometimes I know he doesn't come home at all. What kind of people are these? <laughs> right. Do what can you do? He's not Jewish. Did you know how these people live? Did you know what they were like? Your father never stayed out all night without calling. Stay out? Daddy never went out at all, Ma. Keep out of it. You don't know how, how I feel. feel. Feel? How do you feel now? Yeah. You don't know where he is. You don't know who he's with. He's with his friends. Dad! Dad. You came out of this. He's suffered enough. The man hasn't been able to digest a decent meal in six weeks. <laughs> it is the most authentic conversation amongst in-laws. The, the 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 poor beleaguered dad who cannot move. Like, I can you imagine be, being cast for that? The mother-in-law yells at him. We were worried to death. A married <laughs> man does not stay out like this. And then he just walks away. What's wrong with you, Henry? She's normal. She's right. What's wrong with you, Henry? What kind of person are you? What is the matter with you? What's wrong with you, Henry? What the fuck kind of person are you? Well, we weren't married to nine to five guys, but the first no. time I realized how different was when. Now, I, it's not this scene where you think she's hottest, right? No. But let okay. me just say for the record, she says we're not married to nine to five guys. They could have yeah. been married to nine to five guys. You don't know what nine to five they're talking about. She could have been married to a 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. guy. Yes. Every time I watch this movie, I get thrown off because I think that that woman was Rosie O'Donnell. Mm, yes. <laughs> she looks just like her. It, it's like it's like they put a fake Rosie O'Donnell mm. in the in this. It's it's beautiful, although it's like you died and went to Jew heaven. <laughs> I told him, get your fucking hands off me or I'll cut him off. <laughs> oh, gee, would kill him. <laughs> In jail, she has a heart attack. She drops dead right on the spot. Now Jeannie has a husband and a son in jail and a mother in the funeral parlor. Oh, come on. Hey, you know, Jeannie drinks. <laughs> she drinks. She spends her life in a nightgown. Something happens, you automatically make them out <laughs> they had bad skin and wore too much makeup. I mean, yes. they didn't look very good. They looked beat up. And the stuff they wore was thrown together and cheap. A lot of pantsuits and double knicks. Mm. In a nightgown. <laughs> She's no angel, believe you me. In the close-ups, their, their skin is terrible, but yeah. skin care was hard back in those days. Sure. Simply because, I mean, you know, you didn't you didn't have the products that you have these days. As I said, people age differently. So somebody who was who was 22, 21, 22 could look like Ray Liotta if they smoked enough and spent enough time in the sun. But for the record, two things. Number one, we just missed the first the first Karen because he yeah. says it right there. And then also Pesci was 47 years old when they made this movie. He's supposed I, to be playing like a 22 year old. <laughs> It was a stretch. It was a stretch. It was, it was a bit of, the, the Henry Winkler uh, corollary. It was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> You're worrying. Mm. You're worrying. She's worried. All right. Now, she's kind of hot right here, only because I think you see her boob. 
that's the all normal. Well, no, you can see you can see side boob. You can see side boob and a bit of a nip. All right, all right. Like eight percent of the nipple. Yeah. Oh, not even like two percent of her nipple. Yeah. But it's kind of like this is kind of sexy Lorraine Bracco. No uh-huh. weren't brain surgeons. They but were it's guys. not the part of the, the movie that... Uh, no. This is the... You know what's funny? The other day I was trying to think, like, could my could my nephew realistically watch Goodfellas? And I was like, except for the swearing, could he get through... Because my nephew's 12 years old, and we did watch John Wick. And John Wick is very violent. And I was like, well, the violence, there's violence in here. And then I was like, there is bad language. I'm like, but there's not really any sex. And that's like the closest is that scene yeah. right there. Being the sex yeah, it is. Scene. There's like no, there's no, no sex. Yeah. Yahoo, you motherfuckers. I should talk to my brother about seeing if we could show my nephew Goodfellas at 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, this movie came out when we were, what, 11? So, you know. uh, yeah. Anywhere, sign anywhere. I'm always amused by the fact that she signs like near the top. Yeah. Anywhere? Yeah. Oh no, she signs in the middle on the left side. <laughs> the middle of the paper. Like there yeah. would have been an area where she would have said signature. <laughs> you you would think so, but it was also multiple pages. There was always a little harassment. They always yeah. wanted to talk to Henry about this. That yeah, so they just they like walk in, they look in drawers, and yeah. but really they're just looking for a handout. Just looking for a handout. A few <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that right before. She Paris always offered him. She always offered him coffee. And she never spit on her own floor. No, like I never that, understood like, that. Like that idiot uh, Jimmy's uh, wife. Yeah, I don't understand why she would spit on her own floor. She used to spit on her own floor. That never made any sense to me. It was better to be polite and call the lawyer. The fucker's going through her underwear drawer. Yeah. We're just establishing how this group, they do everything together. Yes. We're in the same crowd. You know what's awesome is that kid's like that kid's Jimmy Conway's son. He's in Little Big League. You ever seen remember Little Big League? Yeah. He's one well, of the friends. Friend was, in Little Big League. That was the movie with the kid who owns the twins, right? Yes. Yeah. We always went together. Oh the... wait, coming up here. Wait, coming up here. I'm gonna tell you to pause. I'm gonna t- pause right here. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. So there's that picture where. There's that picture where Jimmy's holding up the 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 winning hand of poker. I'm assuming, yes. or whatever it is, and it's uh you can buy that. <laughs> you can buy that as a picture. Like there's like you know some some forum on Facebook sells like pictures from scenes from movies, and you can buy this picture right here with him holding up the cards. <laughs> yes. It's where... like a re- it's like a re- a reprint of this photo, and I'm like, I kind of want to hang that in my house. <laughs> it, uh, you, the only card you can see is the nine of what is that? The uh, clubs? Nine club. Yeah, nine of, nine of clubs. Nine of clubs. But you can see Frankie Cabone in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as awkward as ever. I just want that picture hanging up in my house. <laughs> oh, when he's pouring the water over him. Yeah. And he, and here we are. We have arrived at. It's the only night she can do it. Yeah, but tomorrow night's the only night she can. Do it. Oh yeah, yeah, she's kind of hot right now. What do you want me to do? 
This is the hottest that Karen is in the entire movie, right? Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not just saying that because she blows him after asking for shopping money. Yes. I'm just, I'm just saying that I am most attracted to her at this point. I like how he says, "How much do you need?" And she just goes, "That much." And she holds up like, just puts her fingers apart, just enough for her to get it. And then, yeah, like right here, he's just like, "Hey, is this good?" And she's like, "I'll take the rest of it, please." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> It basically turns into that Jetsons thing where she grabs yeah. the money out of George's hand and then uh, he holds up part of it and she oh. grabs like the, the part that's more money. Uh oh. So, so now we're at the now we're at the sweet lounge. Uh-oh. June June eleventh, nineteen seventy. And I think you know what happens next. <laughs> A day that will forever live in live infamy. In infamy. <laughs> the Billy Bats tag team classic memorial tag team classic. Didn't something else happen on June eleventh? <laughs> like in Bruins history, wasn't there something else? That oh no! June oh, uh, June twelfth, twenty nineteen. It's Game Seven against St. Louis. But yeah, wow. yeah. Billy Bats is friends. We never get to meet them again. This is the only time we see them. Like that fucker in the rerun hat. Yeah. Whatever he, you know, whatever that is. How about those Irish, Irish hoodlums? Hoodlums. And of course, De Niro would go on to play the Irishman. On that Netflix movie, which I should watch. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> oh. This is my friend Henry. Henry, Henry. it's his drink. What's this? Henry, oh. Henry it's his joint. It's Lisa. <laughs> hey, Tommy, all dressed up. All grown up and doing the town. Look at this. Tommy. I forgot you were having a party. Oh. 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 Come here. Let me go say hello. Hey, Billy, how are you? Tommy, you know me. I haven't seen hey, you in six Billy. fucking years. How you doing, Billy? Jesus oh, oh. Christ almighty. You must have I really watch it. You watch this suit. Watch this suit. Watch this suit, Jesus you little Christ. frick. You. Hey, I know you all my life. All right, good. People getting too big on me Just now. Don't go busting my balls, Billy, okay? Hey, Tommy, if I was going to break your balls, I'd tell you to go home and get your shine box. <laughs> Oh, this kid was, this kid was great. They, I used to call him Spitshine Tommy. I swear to God, oh, he'd make your shoes look like fucking mirrors. Excuse my language. He was terrific. He was the best. He made a lot of money, too. Salute, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. Mm. No more shines. Now, I don't know if you I don't know if you know this. Okay. But the writers of this movie took this dialogue directly from the conversation between Coco Ware and Jimmy Hart. <laughs> you know, a lot of Goodfellas was based on 1983 Memphis. There, there's no question about it. I don't know if you know that. In fact, Jimmy Hart said they used to call him Spitshine Coco. <laughs> he make your shoes look like fucking mirrors. I didn't know if you knew that. You know, I got, I got it. I got it paused on a part where I've never noticed this before because I've never paused it on this. Where the woman Lisa, who is with Tommy, is giving these guys the same look that he is, <laughs> almost out of solidarity. Like, like she's disappointed that they're making fun of him. Yeah, like she's she's pissed off at them too. Sure. Well, who wouldn't be? I mean, that's her he, man. He did. He did kind of. He did kind of get disrespected. All right. So let's continue yeah. here. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Oh. I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax. What are you for crying out? What's, what's <laughs> getting to you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit. I'm sorry. 
Billy Bats's mustache is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this fucking thin ass line. <laughs> yeah, it's a great mustache. I mean, you know, I don't know the way you say it. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got lush gray hair, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm only Frank Vincent. Sometimes you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls. And you're matter where you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't fresh. know how to offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, sell it. Right. There it is. Yeah, beat, beat, beat. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. Yep. Motherfucking <laughs> mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come on, come on. Come on. Okay. Come on. Come on, you fucking feel strong. Friggin' Blaine. Now Bats is now Bats laid down a challenge. Okay. I guess we could say we could say that Henry's Henry's drink is very much either the Baba Shop or the Funeral Parlor, <laughs> the Hotel, or uh, the I would say the barber the Barber Shop because bad shit is happening at all times. In this or place. Piper's Pit. I could say this is Piper's Pit. So, so Billy Bats is kind of like it's kind of like Jesse when Jesse was like, I know I got a guy who's gonna challenge Hulk Hogan at the WrestleMania three in the Silver Dome. Okay, and now, you know, and 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 then Hendry Hendry is like Piper, and you know Jimmy's like Piper because he's saying to him like you know you insulted him a little bit, you got it all on yourself, and then you know I guess Billy Bats then turns and morphs into Hogan towards the end here. <laughs> oh, oh, you're just saying that because you want Hogan dead. <laughs> well, no, because what happens to Billy Bats is very similar to Andre ripping off the cross. <laughs> That is, that, is, that is you're, true. Yeah. Well, actually, it's much bleeding. worse. <laughs> it's much worse. I think Billy Bats would bleed a little bit more than Hogan did on that Piper's Pit. Just a little bit. Just, just a little. Just a little bit. But, you know, maybe not as much as uh, Marty Jannetty bled when he dived through the window in the barbershop. I don't know. But, 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 but now we got we got to have the discussion about whether, whether Tommy or Billy was out of line. Okay. Tommy gets a little loaded. He doesn't mean any disrespect. You don't mean any disrespect, Henry. Are you nuts? He's Not just kid a little fucking manners. Hey, Jimmy, what's right is right. You understand what I'm talking about? It's all right, it's all right. No, I mean, the kids over here, I was hugging and kissing over here, and two minutes later, he's acting like a fucking jerk. No, 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 no. You, you insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order. Oh, I insulted nobody. Not right here. Here's the scene right here. Here's the point where... This is this is one of my favorite points in this movie, because this is the point where De Niro or Jimmy makes the decision that he's going to fucking kill Billy Bats right here. But, all right, the only reason why Bats did this is, other than him being impetuous, is because he's a made guy and figured that they weren't, weren't going to fuck with him. Yeah, he's they, they weren't They weren't going to fuck with him, yeah. but he didn't know how just wild and crazy Tommy is. I mean, I, uh, you you said that this is Jimmy's operation. I mean, this is really Tommy's because him by him saying "keep him here, keep him here." Oh I mean, yeah, no, no, they no. knew what that they knew what that meant. But I mean, right here though is where he it, it 
Because at one point, I mean, you know, Jimmy knew the consequences of what was going to happen if they decided oh, to yeah. whack Billy Beth. So at some point, he could have said, you know, not nah, Tommy, we're not going to, we, we can't. We got to leave him alone. He's out of line. He got a little out of line himself, but he's, you know, he's an untouchable. But then right here where he goes, okay, that's it. And you could tell. Yeah. Although the two guys with bats figured, yeah. okay, well, if he's untouchable, then you, we don't have to worry about anything. They should, did, they should have, they, they should have made Billy Bats leave with them. What I want to know is why does the guy with the rerun hat look like Kevin Pollock with a mustache? <laughs> why? Because they they decided, look, we we got to cast Billy Bats' friends. What are you looking for? Well, we want. We want Kevin Pollock with a mustache, but he's also got to wear the hat from the guy from What's Happening. <laughs> Scorsese is very particular about what he wants. Uh, it's a very, it's a very lengthy, uh, it's a very yes. lengthy casting process. <laughs> I didn't insult nobody. Give us a drink. Give us a drink. Okay. Okay. Come on, let's have some drinks. There it right? is. Okay. Not have the drink with me. No, 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 no. Back him up, Billy. Billy. No. Drinks around the house. Come on, come on, come on. The house. Come on. Like there we go. Break up my butt. At one point, if we go out to dinner, at one point this summer, I want to go break up my butt, buddy. <laughs> and then, no, I definitely want to do the drinks around the house. Understand? <laughs> Well, yeah, Jimmy does grab Billy. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely in on it. But it's so funny how Henry is never, like, directly involved in any of this shit. But no. he's always there. Yeah. I love this. Like, I love the fucking look on De Niro's face as he's kicking the shit out of fucking, out, out of yeah. fucking Billy Bats. <laughs> it's, like, the best because he's, he's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that it was Frank Vincent cast for this role instead of Shawn Michaels because Shawn would have been fucking chewing gum unprofessionally when he's supposed to be laying there dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to get in a cheap shot there. <laughs> I got a little out of order myself. All right? uh, he would have been chewing gum. He would have been chewing gum. But it, despite the fact that Tommy kills a made guy, I love how he's still he's still very human about all of this. He is. I did. I didn't want to get blood on your floors. <laughs> is he? Is he? Is he Lord Al? You just made him sound yeah. like he was Lord Al. For- oh, I didn't mean to get blood on your floor. Blood on your floors. <laughs> so now we've reached the point, fifty-seven minutes in, where they're actually going to put him in the trunk of the car that you see them yes. driving at the beginning of the movie. But we gotta we gotta go to Tommy's mother's house for this scene, which, as I understand it, like I said, I don't have any notes in front of me. A lot of the dialogue in this scene is improvised. Oh, I'm sure it is. And this is this is how a typical meeting at my mother's house goes. Just for anybody out there that wants to know. <laughs> what you go over there to borrow knives? <laughs> well, sometimes I show up in the middle of the night, and my mother comes out, and she goes, "Oh, I'm so excited! I can't go to sleep if he's here. I gotta be here." <laughs> Carol, can I borrow your knife? Uh, got a, a, I hit one of them deers. What for? <laughs> well, I mean, let's put it this way: my mother is a short little Italian woman. I mean, she is similar to, uh, you know, she is similar to Tommy's mother. 
She doesn't paint religious paintings, though. So tell me, tell me, where have you been? I haven't seen you. Haven't yes. You haven't even called or anything. Where have you been? Now, here's the thing that I don't know if you know this. This is true. This isn't a Jesseism. This isn't a Jesseism, but do you know okay. that De Niro, De Niro actually called and spoke to the real, uh, well, it's not Jimmy, I don't think. It's, yeah, yeah, his name's Jimmy. It's not Jimmy Conway. It's like Jimmy, what's his no, name? Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Burke. Yeah, Jimmy Burke. He called Jimmy Burke and talk, like one, during one of their phone conversations, Jimmy Burke told him about the way he would empty ketchup. And that's De Niro. So when De Niro's oh, when, rolling when the Heinz the, ketchup, yeah, when he's doing the rolling of the yeah, Heinz ketchup. When he's rolling the Heinz ketchup bottle in his hands onto whatever the hell it is they're eating, that's what he, he asked no. Jimmy Burke that. And Jimmy Burke told him that. The, the correct way to do it is to hit the 57 on the part where it starts to bend inward. That's supposed to trigger the ketchup to go down. Henry, you don't say very much. Henry, what's the matter? You don't talk too much. What you talking a little bit? A little quiet for me. You don't eat much. You don't talk much. <laughs> uh, I'm just listening. What's matter? Something wrong with you? You remind oh. me of when we were kids at the Camparis, used to visit one another, and there was this man. He would never talk. He would just sit there all night and not say a word. So they said to him, what's the matter, Campari? Don't you talk? Don't you say anything? He says, what am I going to say? That my wife two times me? So she says to him, Shut up, you're always talking. <laughs> <laughs> but in Italian, it sounds much nicer. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> content to be a jerk. Uh, I, th- I, think I, I think I need to look up what that actually is in Italian. But... Shut up, you're always talking. Oh, the religious picture. Tell me I have a show you my painting. <laughs> and that guy's like, what the hell? What do you want from me? Look how beautiful with the dog. It looks the same. They, they... Looks like somebody we know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the beard! <laughs> 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 looks, like the guy we just fucking... the looks, looks like the guy we just fucking killed. <laughs> yeah. For most of the guys, killing Ray, to be Ray, Henry Hill, terrible driver. Doesn't know if he hit something or not. Everybody knew the rules. But sometimes, oh, boy. even if people didn't get out of line, they got whacked. Mm. It just became a habit for some of the guys. guys sure. Over Don't worry. Frank Vincent gets his heat back in Casino. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're not supposed to know that. Oh, well, I, I, there are certain things that I know from that movie. No, I've heard that because it, it's it's the fifty fifty booking of uh, of mobster movies. Well, it's not even fifty fifty because I think Frank Vincent's in uh, he's in Raging Bull, and in Raging Bull, I think I think Joe Pesci beats the shit out of him in Raging Bull. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like Tommy Dreamer and Raven. <laughs> it's like an endless feud. Yeah, right. Saturday night was for the wives, but Friday night was for the for the girlfriends. This is what I always this is what I always say. <laughs> oh, what, you and this poetic Sammy do. Davis Jr. And there's Janice Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but a whore. Janice Rossi versus uh, Henry's later girlfriend is something that I want to bring up when when Sandy makes an appearance. 
Sure. I mean, one of the important distinctions is I don't think you could take Sandy to the club here. I don't know if she could keep it together that long. I don't know. Well, I like this girl that's uh, with Joe Pesci right here. I think she's really attractive. Yeah, she is. Except for the fact, except for the fact that she said something non-racist, which at the time was appalling. <laughs> yeah. See, you say that there are no slow parts in the movie, and you're and you're you're telling me that the guy fucking singing here for like two minutes isn't a slow part. If I'm watching Goodfellas in the theater, like if there's a special viewing, this is the point where I would run and take a piss. All right, I guess you're right. All right, I, I would be upset about missing the Frankie Carbone staring awkwardly at the thing. <laughs> Just because of his eyebrows. Exactly. And they're all just intently watching, and they're not looking at their cell phones. What, what, what an amazing time, huh? Mm. Yes. As this is going on, I'm looking at my cell phone trying to find out who the girl is that was playing. That girl, that's Tommy's, that's Tommy's date. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tommy, had, Tommy was with a bunch of different girls in this. And like I yeah. said, and, mo- and most of them, unfortunately, look like uh, Tori Spelling. Mm. And I'm not talking like I'm talking like younger Tori Spelling, where she's just gangly and awkward. Right. And here they go to uh, apartment two R. The, the R is for Rossi. <laughs> God. As the sun comes up. We mm. established that Henry spent the night. Yeah. Karen. Karen looks good there. She does. I mean, for 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 two, for two kids, yeah. Definitely, definitely maintained her uh, her appearance. Her pre her pre baby weight. I would say I would say the next time that she's really attractive is probably when she puts the gun in her underwear. <laughs> yes, but that's gonna but that's gonna be on side B of this uh, of this DVD. All right. So now Paulie has taken Henry aside for a one-on-one because that's the only way that uh, Paulie does things. And I, w- I want to play this, and then I want to comment on, um, on, okay. on, on, on on what's going on because okay. um, <laughs> I have an idea for an alternative version of this. What thing, that Brooklyn thing? No, no, the guy from downtown. The guy from there where Christy used to live there? No. The guy who disappeared up the block from Christie, the one that made the beef on. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know the guy. I mean? All right. <laughs> I was thinking of this scene the other day, and I was yeah. thinking, wouldn't it be funny if it went on for like eight minutes and Henry kept saying, "No, no, you mean you mean the guy who sell candy canes on the corner? No. You mean you mean the guy the guy from downtown who um who uh uh you know shits in the newspapers? No." Nah. No, and it just keeps going and going and going, and then eventually Paulie gets fed up and walks away. It's it's kind of similar. That's kind of that's a that's that's that would be great because there's kind of a joke, a John Mulaney joke, where he goes, "I always wanted to watch a Law and Order SVU where they just keep having uh, where Ice T just keeps comparing things, and he goes, oh, you mean like how he spends money on the ponies? Uh, how yeah. You mean how he's addicted to chocolate? And then he goes, and then it just cuts to black, and it says, executive producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what you want. You want 45 minutes of, of Pauly just saying, no, the guy down the street. Oh, you mean the guy there? No, the other guy down the street. <laughs> oh, you mean the guy doing this? No, the other guy down the street. Oh, the guy that they made the beef on. Oh, you talking about Jimmy two times? No, the other guy. <laughs> Polly has, just... has to keep clarifying it. It has to make it more granular each time. <laughs> and, 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 then, <laughs> and then fade to black, directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> that's the end of the movie, everybody. That's the end of the movie. And that's that. <laughs> That's his name was Bats. And these people are driving everybody crazy looking for him. They should leave him wherever the fuck he is. Nobody knows what happened to him. He came into the joint that one night, and then he just disappeared. That was it. All right, keep your eyes open. Because they're busting my balls about this bastard, all right? Okay. Eh? Eh? All right? Eh? 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 Now we can eat. Okay, now we can eat. <laughs> yeah, Car- okay. Carbone and Maury definitely. You got you got to pair them together because they're the, they're the two awkward guys that nobody else really wants to talk to. Yeah. And now another another scene that you and I have reenacted many times now. <laughs> Which I mean, who the hell who the hell reenacts this scene ex- ex- except for us? Like like we're freaking morons. <laughs> Yes, we are freaking morons. That's the point. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at least, at least we know that. Yes, we do. We got a real problem. You know that thing we took care of upstate. Paul was just talking about. Got to get it out of there. What? Yeah, got to get it out of there. We just sold the property and they want to make it into condominiums. Jimmy, it's been six months. I don't care how long it's been. We got to get it out of there right away. <laughs> Because one time we, when we were doing the Karate Kid two series, yeah, and there was there was I don't remember the context, and uh, and you said Kumiko was just talking about Kumiko was just talking about that. <laughs> that was and I and I think about and there. I think about that like once a day, and it makes get, me laugh. Getting get it out of there. I say I say that now. It's I oh, anytime <laughs> I can, it just awkwardly work in blah 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 was just talking about that. I do. I'll just go. I'll be at work and I'll just go. My boss's name is Adam and I'll just be like, yeah, Adam was just talking about that. Although, although not as much as a De Niro scene that we will see a little bit later on in get, part two. I'm going to get it out of there. So now they got to now they got to dig up this fucker who's been dead for six months. <laughs> the really funny thing is that they're playing that song that's been like a TikTok meme for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Henry, Henry, hurry up, please. My mother's going to make some fried peppers and sausage. Henry! This is my brother's favorite part of the movie. Henry! There's an arm. Very funny, guys. Here's a leg. Here's a wing. (laughs) (laughs) What do you like, the leg or the wing, Henry? Are you still going for your hearts and lungs? Oh, that's so bad. (laughs) I can't even imagine how foul-smelling it was. I just love it, though. My brother loves that. He goes, here's a wing! <laughs> like that. <laughs> so funny. I hit a skunk, Karen. I like that he's pouring, like, it looks like he's pouring you know, a jar of Old old Spice in there. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back in Jar- Janice's apartment. Yep. And there, there she is. Oh, there she is. There's my pinup girl, Debbie Meza. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, she's sexy. Yeah, but I, I, I like her even more when she's strung out. 
I I don't know why. I don't know what I don't know I don't know what that says about me. That's inappropriate. I know. I know. I I like her better when she's done three lines of coke. Mm. (laughs) I love this where she goes, ooh, French. I think that I said that once when you and I were talking about like random lines. (laughs) <laughs> like that like nobody would know nobody would recognize from this movie and i yes. think i went mm, french and then a part that i kind of am amused by is when henry and sandy give each other a look here Like almost like Henry wants to throw her on the bed right now. And sure. She's like kind of backing up and awkwardly hits the door frame. I have to th- I have to say I always thought that this song that song being played was moving on up. I, <laughs> I don't know. If I, it kind of sounded like it, you know. <laughs> yes. So now now they're now they're in. Uh, wh- where does this take place? Where the the spider scene? This is Henry's drink. Oh, okay. So they're, yeah, they're yeah. in the back. They're playing cards, and spider who is a youngster who is there uh, getting drink, getting drinks for the boys. It is a young Michael Imperioli, otherwise yes. known as Christopher Moltisanti from The Supremes. Yes. Oh, I'll play these. What? The way that he walks is so awkward. Like, he's strutting, but he doesn't know how to strut. <laughs> I will say that Michael Imperioli, they do, he does that uh, podcast with um, Bobby Bacala. Yeah, Steve Strippa, and that is an it's a phenomenal podcast. Michael Imperioli is like a genius, like he's a movie genius. Hmm. Like he really is very, very. He's an it's amazing. Like he's an amazing, talented, talented guy. Well, I remember when he did the when he did the commercials for uh, eighteen hundred tequila, yeah. and all I could all I could think is dance the fucking drinks over to you. <laughs> As slow as you're getting the fucking drinks, you stuttering prick. Tommy looks tired right here. Look at his hair; oh. it's all messy. Oh yeah, yeah. His blood sugar's probably down right now. Fucking, <laughs> what am I on a pain on mine list? I say that all the time. What am I on a pain on mine list? Yes. If ever anybody forgets me for anything, I say pain on mine list. Oh, the, the Oklahoma kid. Shane? Oklahoma kid. Shane. Oklahoma kid. That's me. I'm the Oklahoma kid. You fucking barber. Oh, What is it, a big fucking deal? Carbone is so upset that it interrupted the card game. Yeah. Like, you can really tell Pesci's wearing a hairpiece, though, at this point. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah kind of. You can see the whole back of his head, like the hairpiece is just completely <laughs> off the back of his head. It's not from Maury's, I can tell you that. No, it's certainly not from Maury's, because that hair, that hair would definitely fall off in a hurricane. Make him crawl there, like he crawls for the fucking drinks. Hey, Karen, will you grow up? Stop, I'm still going to go out. Not without chickies, you nuts. Nuts. Are you fucking nuts? What's your problem? Yes, I'm nuts. Something's going on. Stop with that already. No. I'm amused by the fact that all of a sudden she cares that he's having an affair at this point. Right. 
but then later in the movie also doesn't care that he's having an affair. Mind. He made whore. Good for. The kid looking terrified is. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's a look I know all too well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this conversation definitely did not happen in my house. My mother wasn't yelling at my father for going to his ready made whores. <laughs> they, they shoot the guy in the foot and he's back at work like right away. Yeah, well, it is America, you know. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, he doesn't have free health care. You know what's kind of? You know what I just kind of realized? They made what's Spider kind. They made Spider kind of. Look like young Henry, almost. A little, yeah. Like maybe to it's so like it, it's kind of like a nice little, you know, callback to the fact that like Henry started, you know, getting drinks, getting sandwiches and shit like that, you know, running things at the casino. And because Henry didn't run into a fucking lunatic like like Tommy, he made it to where he is today. Whereas Spider is never gonna yes. make it to where Henry is. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> as we'll soon find out, why don't you go fuck yourself, Tommy? Yeah, okay. Yeah. But oh, imagine, I'll, I'll, if, imagine if Henry said, Why don't you go fuck yourself, Tootie? Like, would Tootie have reacted the way Tommy reacts right here? Probably not, no. You know, he never got that tip from Jimmy. No, he never did. No. <laughs> you, think, you think Jimmy put the tip back in his pocket afterwards? Yes, he definitely did. <laughs> got a lot of fucking balls. Good for you. Don't take no shit off nobody. Right, he shoots him in the foot. He tells him to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna let him get away with that? You gonna let this fucking punk get away with that? What's the matter? What's the world coming to? What the fucking world is coming to? How do you like that? What's the world coming to? You mean WrestleMania two? What's what the, the world, world is world has come to. What the <laughs> world is watching. Uh, How's that, all right? What's the fucking matter with you? What's the, what, what is the fucking matter with you? What are you, stupid or what? Tom, I'm kidding with you. What the fuck are you doing? Shoot you the guy? Maniac. I don't know if you're kidding. What do you mean you're kidding? You're, you're breaking my fucking ball? I'm fucking kidding with you. You Jimmy. fucking shoot the guy? He's dead. What are you, fucking Brian Pillman? Good shot. <laughs> I'm a good shot. Yeah, what, what, what do you want? You're missing this distance. Well, you got a problem with what I did, Anthony? Oh, no, hey, no. Fucking rat, anyways. Oh, family. Oh, rats. Would have grown up to be a rat. Stupid bastard. I can't fucking believe you. <laughs> so, this is where the first half of the movie ends, but okay. if, you're, if you recall, the last time we went to Outer Banks, yes. there was an outside refrigerator that was not working properly. Right. And next to this refrigerator was this giant fucking spider that everybody yes. was afraid to get near and then a couple of days later i decided to take matters into my own hands and i went and i i killed the spider myself 
<laughs> and, and you were didn't you say that like when i told you that i killed the spider you said what is this world coming to <laughs> it's very well possible that i did <laughs> yeah because i probably like, told you i probably told you you gotta go dig the hole yourself i don't even have any lie <laughs> <laughs> well luck, luckily there was a lot of good places to dig holes in, sure. in that location but but for, for those of you we, we need to we need to take a break because we have to we have to flip over the dvd but i'm gonna uh, I'll, I'll play some audio and when we come back we'll do second half of the 1990 feature film goodfellas don't buy wigs that come off at the wrong time maury's wigs don't come off even underwater and remember maury's wigs are tested against Hurricane winds. Don't forget about money. You can afford a Maury wig. Price to fit every budget. So call me now. And come in for a personalized fitting. They were good fellas who lived for the action. Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci. Now, from highly acclaimed director Martin Scorsese, comes the action saga of three decades of life in the mafia. What am I supposed to do, shoot him? That wouldn't be a bad idea. Goodfellas, rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. Check newspapers for listings. All right, we're back here, and Karen is coming in hot. She's at Janice Rossi's apartment trying to trying to buzz. Karen. She's she is literally living up to her name here as. Oh, she is the original Karen right here. Karen, I love this. She pushes every button. It's a me. Oh, when when she when she's got to tell. I like when she talks to the super. Yeah. Yeah, I want you to know, sir, that you have a whole living in two R. <laughs> you have a whole living. <laughs> you have a whole living in two R. Janice Rossi. <laughs> Janice Rossi, who looks as. <laughs> and then it cuts to the greatest screenshot ever: is her holding a fucking gun while sitting over a resting peacefully. <laughs> Ray Liotta. <laughs> it's not exactly the greatest look for Ray Liotta because when he's laying on his back like that, he, he his face looks really fat and bloated. <laughs> like I, I kind of want to shoot him. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure at this point in his life, uh, Ray Liotta was pretty fat and bloated. <laughs> well, no, not really, because he was clearly he was smoking at the time. It, it, it was only when the sh- the shantics and he gave up smoking that he became a little bloated. Shit. Do you love her? Do you love her? Karen, put the what gun a down. Psycho, Karen is. I like how he's sleeping on like the frilly pillow. I've never yeah. noticed that before. <laughs> I like frilly pillows. Not really. Oh, uh, <laughs> like it? Like there's no pillowcase. It's just sort of like a throw pillow. Yeah. How could I hurt? I just God, I, hurt? I, I I wish I had a woman who was obsessed with me like she's obsessed with no Hendry. Yeah, find a woman who will point your gun, point a gun at you when she's pissed off. Kids, if you're listening out there, try to find a woman who will point a loaded gun, cocked and ready to go. Like, <laughs> sorry, I, sorry, I would have played the the more you know drop, but I don't have any of my drops loaded up for That's this. Okay. But if you if you need to find somebody, please, no, I love it because there's that meme where it's like. Find a woman who find a man who looks at you like you know the way I don't know fucking Captain Crunch looks at <laughs> Jack, it, it yeah. looks real. It's like find a woman who's willing to point a gun at a loaded cocked gun at you like Karen, and you'll never be disappointed in life. 
I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever been around a loaded gun before, at least that I know of. Is he really worried about getting whacked on the street, though, at this point? Not at this point. I think that might be an exaggeration on his part. But then again, then again, I can understand being pissed off having a gun pointed at you as you were trying to take a fucking nap. It would have been great if he banged her right there on the floor with a gun at her head. Like, that would have been... Because you know she's hot. She's hot for loaded guns. <laughs> we know this. Is that like, a euphemism? Now, oh, <laughs> that, means, that means two things. That means two... She's sexy right there. With her well, legs you can see, like, you can see a lot of leg, but yeah. the problem is that now she's she's completely off a rocker, and that, mean, that means Polly and... Polly and Jimmy gotta get involved here. Mm. <laughs> they, gotta, they gotta make a... I, I love how this is... I hate to make a baseball reference here, but this is this is like the ver- the Goodfellas version of the mound visit. Like like Henry's put a couple guys on base. The first mound he- visit. Here here's the basically Paulie is the pitching coach and Jimmy is like one of the infield. He's like the trusted you know, Jimmy's the catcher and, and they're all out on the mound. This is the mound conference. Okay, this is the mound conference right here. Except they got Chinese food on the on the table there. Looks like looks like some of it's been eaten. And he all sent the, he sent Janice Rossi, the whore that lives in two R, out for cigarettes. Yeah, good thing good thing Karen wasn't there waiting for her. That would have been a <laughs> that yeah. would have been a real ambush. Karen came to the house. Karen came to the house. We know what happened there, don't we, Paulie? Oh, we got to straighten this thing out. Have calm now. You understand? Oh, we don't know what the hell she's. Well, every, everybody has heard these because I've played the drop a million times about you. You got to go home. You got to go home. You got children. I'm not saying you've got to go back to this minute, minute but you got to go, go back. back. you got to go back. <laughs> the way the way Paulie presents this is so so wonderful because he, he comes off as the most reasonable person on the planet, but yet he's he's basically a mob I, boss. I love what De Niro's just like, I can't have it. They're, they're, they're commiserating at the house. I can't have it. I can't have it. <laughs> like, he's he's pissed off about himself. Not yeah. about Karen and Hendry and their, you know, their relationship collapsing. Mm-hmm. you got to go home. Gotta go home. Smart up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna talk to Karen. I know what to say to her, especially to her. Okay. I'm gonna tell her you're gonna go back to her, and everything's gonna be just like it was when you were first married. Yeah. I'm gonna romance. It's gonna be beautiful. I know how to talk to her, especially to her. <laughs> Jimmy and Tommy were going down to Tampa this weekend to pick up something for me. Instead, it's a, it's amazing that they sent him to Tampa okay. after all of this, because. Um, well, well, first of all, I had a big fight with my wife before I went to Tampa, which is oh. like one way in which my life has become good fellas. But, um, the thing you don't know is, you know, who had, to, you know, who went and had a talk with your wife while you were in Tampa? Me. I knew what to say to her, especially to her. <laughs> Thanks, Polly. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I do you know talk. anything? Do you, do you know anything about the restaurant business? What do I or? business. All right, I just want to state for the record, and I've told you this privately, that the guy, the guy in Tampa that they're beating up is my least favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah, they should have fed the fucking guy to the lions. This this Andy Kaufman looking motherfucker who uh, who's, who's chewing up scenery like Andy Kaufman. <laughs> they mean business. They mean business. Yeah. 
they must really feed each other to the lions down there because the guy gave the money right up. I swear to Christ, I'll get the money. And we got to spend the rest of the weekend at the track. <laughs> yeah, they mean business. Then, <laughs> I couldn't believe what happened. They mean business. They mean business. I just like how they're standing there waiting for him to get done with his phone call. But the best, the best part is his sister not only not only dropped a dime on them, but dropped a dime on her own brother. Yeah, she's a real fucking piece of work. Like, I'm not even particularly close to my sisters. And, you know, one of my sisters might have had, you know, a brush with the law like years and years and years ago, but... I would I would not have I would not have betrayed even my sisters like that who I'm not even all that close to. Right. Actually, Karen kind of looks hot there in the uh, courtroom scene. I, you know what? I'm once gonna... once Henry goes to jail, I almost want to go up to him and be like, "Hey, how how you doing?" <laughs> well, I mean, we know we know who was banging her while he was in jail. Well, after his year of you know parole violation or a contempt. A year for contempt. Again, Tommy getting off scat free. He was supposed to freaking go to tamper, and he didn't. And not only that, he's lobbing bombs at at Henry as he's walking out. Like, don't uh, well, like don't, don't drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> I love this part here where he takes the pills and like he violently swallows them. <laughs> yeah. Now take me to jail. And now, another of our favorite scenes that we've discussed 150,000 times where Paulie is cutting the garlic with a razor blade so to liquefy, which I've never done that. In a pan with just a little bit of oil. I actually have gotten into this thing now where I don't use a razor blade to cut my garlic, but I use a microplane, and I like basically just microplane... Um, you know, I, I grate my my garlic now, and it's basically mm-hmm. just a garlic paste, and it's it, it's it's a very good system, I'll tell you. Yes. <laughs> Vinny with beef, veal, and pork, Vinny. where he explains that pork provides the flavor. Absolutely. If you don't know that, then get the hell out of here. I mean, you know, I, I mean, Vinny, who literally just went. And pulled off a piece of him and grew a human being, and that's Martin Scorsese. I mean, holy shit! Does Martin Scorsese look like his father? Oh my god! There's <laughs> Johnny Dio right here doing the meat. He had to do everything on a broiler. You know, it smelled it smelled high heaven. And no, it, no, he had to do it on pans because they didn't have a broiler. Oh yeah, they didn't have a broiler, so he did it in pans, which it used to you know it used to smell and it drove the drove the it drove the screws yeah, it nuts. Ki- it, it killed the hacks. <laughs> killed the hacks. <laughs> I love the fucking lobsters. He brings in fucking frozen lobsters. Are you fucking serious? I'm much more concerned with Vinny wearing the socks with the flip-flops. Well, it is prison. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of choices in the matter. How many onions did he use? He used three onions. And how many cans of tomatoes? Two. Big, big cans. I'll tell you, three onions is a lot of onions. It's, a couple tree onions is too many onions, you know? Like, you know, I, I thought about starting a Goodfellas Instagram account where, like, my first thing would just be a picture of three onions. <laughs> it would be it be kind of like that Facebook group that's tenuous and obscure Simpsons, but it would be tenuous and obscure Goodfellas. You know what I wonder? It, it looks like, oh, I, you know what? There was like, I think there was a basil plant on the table, and it looks like it's gone now. Oh. <laughs> I think they had... I think they had fresh basil in friggin' prison. This is like a, you know what? This prison place looks great. I, I wonder if I could should go there. <laughs> yeah, but you you're, you're you're not a wise guy, so you'd good. be good. You'd be in with the rest of them. Good, good, good. good. Now, now we, we can, can eat. eat. 
I love after I love after the after this point right here, not Hendry with his pills and what have you, but after this is exactly what I do most nights is go down and play they look like they're playing gin. <laughs> oh, you go and play cards at the yeah, uh, they're gun playing place? Cards. yeah. They're playing cards, smoking cigars. And I think they're playing gin. <laughs> I love it. But now we're establishing that Henry's got a little drug running operation with the help of of the guards. Well, you got to do what you got to do. This this god who looks like the great Bob Davi almost. He's like off spec Bob Davi. Oh, there's a guy getting a knobby. I don't remember that from that scene. <laughs> yeah, what, hold that's, hold on here. That's like that's the TBS version. <laughs> Wait a minute. Holy crap, he is. How have I never noticed that before? Well, I guess this is another reason why we can't show this to my nephew. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't notice that. You're like, uh, Dad, what's going on with that guy and that girl? Why is he, like, jabbing her into his lap? Don't worry don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry there's, about it. Kid. There's a person changing a diaper, like, nearby. This guy's getting blown, and this baby's getting his diaper changed, like, like two feet away. It's like, fuck, it's like a fucking magic trick. It's like, <laughs> you gotta do this. Sleight of hand. Sleight of knob. Mm-hmm. I like how she peruses and sees Janice Rossi! Well, I think she just saw Henry's name there and then scanned over to the left and figured that out. Henry. But this is actually one of the smartest things that Karen does is during this visit where he basically forces him to swear off Janice Rossi Mm -hmm. and eventually they end up, you know, like, look, we have to work together because Paulie is of no help to them right now. Yeah, which I think comes back and bites Polly in the ass because, you know, it, it it certainly made Henry less loyal to him in the long run. Sure. Although, as we've established in the book, uh, Karen is getting boned by Polly at the time, which is great. I mean, she has needs and all. She yeah. very much has needs. <laughs> See, I gotta do. I gotta do all the drops myself. I, I can't. I... <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, I, I, I'm certainly hoping that I fixed up the audio here for part two because it may have been a it may have been a little hot in part one. Karen. Karen. Forget Paulie. Forget Paulie. But it, it, it's 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 smart of her to basically put him in a corner and be like, "Look, you you can't you can't let her uh, write letters to the parole board." There's a big yeah. fucking wedge of Parmesan cheese on the table. <laughs> well, that's part of what what got snuck in. But, Henry, I know, but the... Henry's right. Paulie's not helping them, so they got to do what they have to do. Yeah. Oh, are we all of a sudden going to try to make Henry out to be a fucking hero? Well, Is no, he... I, 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 he, he's, he's speaking a lot of common sense right here. He's, yeah, he's not a, he's not a hero by any sense. But yeah, we're just going to skip ahead four years. Thank God. When you when you come out of prison, you always get like. Uh, I, I'm very confused by this parking lot that Karen is in. It's like a grass field. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like Karen's hairdo in this this scene here. Yeah, it's '78. Like, yeah, know. but that's kind of a weird hairdo. Yeah. They live in like some fucking shithole apartment. Oh, it's it's tiny because they got bunk beds that are basically in the living room. Mm. It's like a. It's, they're living in like a one room 
like studio apartment. Karen, get packed. We're moving out of here. Yeah, so like, when he says, hey, we're getting, we get packed, we're moving out of here, and she's like, what? Like, really? Can you take a look around? Like, there's no freaking room here. you got four people living in, the, like, one room. I like how he gets he gets out of prison, and he's immediately dis- disappointed in where they live. <laughs> well, actually, you could make the argument that it's worse than jail. Because <laughs> it, it, it was a much more spacious... <laughs> Yeah, Thing. where he was where he was living in jail was luxury compared to that place. Oh yeah. Who wants to go to Uncle Paulie's? Uh, uh, that part. Uh, 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 but now, but now Paulie's Paulie's got to talk to Henry. I don't want any more of that shit. What shit? What are you talking about? Just stay away from the garbage. You know what I mean. What Paulie? I'm what not talking mean? about what you did inside. You did what you had to do. I'm talking about now, from now, here, and now. Holly, why would I want to get into that? Don't make a joke out of me. Just don't do it. Just, Just don't, don't do, do it. it. Mm. See, this should have been the anti-drug PSA of the 80s. <laughs> Just yes. don't do it. Polly hey. giving him a fucking stern warning. Just don't do it, huh, kid? Eh. Paul, Servi- Paul Servino saying, just don't do it, is much more effective to me than Nancy Reagan's, just say no. Is that Paul Servino? <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that your um is that your Stewie or is that the one of your impressions that sounds like Stewie? <laughs> it's it's a great scene. It's when it's when Peter buys the uh the mentally challenged horse and he's in uh, the house and he starts breathing over he's breathing over Stewie and he's going like <laughs> and Stewie goes, Oh, oh Brian, is Paul Savino there standing above me? It's so fucking by the yeah. way, some 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 Paul Sorvino uh, trivia. Uh, he once played Joe Torre in a movie. He also Yankee, Yankees manager. Yeah. He he also was in the movie Mister Three Thousand. Oh, <laughs> where he plays he plays the manager of the baseball team that uh, Bernie Mac is on. Oh, so he's he's in that list of uh, fictional baseball managers with. Uh, Jerry Orbach from Brewster's Millions, James Gammon from Major yes. League. Yes, I mean, we could go down. We could go down the list. We could go down the list. Yes, but I, I would need to watch Mister Three Thousand again because I think I've I think I've saw that once and I retained zero information from it. Yeah, my recommendation to you is to skip Mister Three Thousand. It okay. is not. It does not hold up like Mister Baseball. That's all right. Sure. So so go to right right to Mister Three Thousand and One. Got it. Is it good on He's wild. Takes too many chances. <laughs> he's a good earner, but he's wild. He takes too many wild. chances. Like he's, like he's talking about it. Like he's talking about a young offensive defenseman in the NHL. Like I I, I have now taken saying he's a little wild. He takes too many chances. <laughs> you think I would take chances like Jimmy? And Tommy, he's a good kid too, but he's crazy. He's a cowboy. He's got too much to prove. I also say that about guys in the NHL. He's a cowboy. He's got too much to he's, prove. He's it's wild. Like Tomlinson. <laughs> He's wild. I know what to say to him, especially to him. Well, you know, Tom Wilson and Tommy, you know, they do share a first name, among other things. No, I never <laughs> know what traffic is like. This. Yeah, I know what they are. I only use them for certain things. Believe Listen, me, you don't have I to worry. I ain't gonna get fucked like Gribbs. You understand? Gribbs is 70 years old and a fucking guy's gonna die in prison. I don't need that. And of course he would die in prison, as they revealed the other movie. Hell of a bunch of foreshadowing right there. I don't want to die in prison, you piece of shit. So don't do anything stupid like start dealing fucking heroin with a girl who has to go to fucking Rockaway to get a hat. 
I thought it was I thought it was only Coke. Was it heroin too? Oh no, it was Coke. Yeah, it was Coke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm warning everybody. Everybody could be my son, could be anybody. Grib's got 20 years just for saying hello to some fuck who was sneaking behind his back selling junk. Mm. I don't need that. Ain't gonna happen. Gonna happen. You, Ain't gonna happen. Uh-huh. you know that you're only out early because I got you a job. Yeah. And I don't need this heat. Understand that? Uh huh. Can you see anybody fucking around with this shit? You're gonna tell me, right? Yeah. That means anybody. That was a shoot slap, apparently. And that, <laughs> and that, and thus concludes the greatest PSA for not only not doing drugs but not dealing drugs. Like, I think, I think if you showed this to any of those kids in like the sta- scared straight program, and they all thought that fucking Pool Savino was going to come after them, I think none of those kids would ever deal any junk. Well, if you remember, didn't when the Me Too thing happened and uh, Mira Savino uh, pointed out some stuff, I think it was with um, uh, Harvey, uh, Harvey uh, Weinstein. Uh, apparently, like Sorvino was basically going to fucking track that guy down and kill him. Sure. Why not? <laughs> dude's in his dude's in his 70s, but uh, I would not fuck with Paul Sorvino. He's basically no. he's basically the Harley race of the acting world. I, I don't I don't want him. <laughs> race of the acting world i love I, it i don't he's seven time champion i i don't i don't need him i don't need him haunting me forever <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah and we're, and we're gonna wait approximately five seconds before we start mixing cocaine with uh debbie mazar <laughs> which by the way i i i I have to admit, I, I would do the exact same thing. Now, this is this is where we get into Pete's trick of the week. He fucking strung out Debbie Mazar. Oh, my God, yes. Although she's not as strung out right here. This is the beginning oh, of her coke habit. This is when she still has it under control. Right. I mean, also helping the scene is Gimme Shelter playing because it's... Sure. One of my favorite songs ever. Getting this stuff from Pittsburgh, I knew Polly would never find out. My Pittsburgh people. I look. All right. I'm sorry. The reaction of Tommy and Jimmy when is like, all right, I, I'm bringing him in to help with the Pittsburgh stuff, and he opens the box with all the money. Their reaction to it amuses me greatly. But good. Jimmy and Tommy to come in with me. Nice. Looking great. <laughs> At the fucking parole hearing. I love it. Yeah. Board meeting. I mean, what do they care? I mean, the whole thing's the whole thing's corrupt. Mm. Right down to the probation department. Yeah. Maury oh, is God. Maury is extremely impressed by the uh Asian motif that this this is the fucking line that you said that's like the obscure line. Oh what's that? The others you couldn't even sit in. The others you couldn't even sit in it. Didn't you <laughs> I may, I probably did. Now this rock wall is hilarious because it pulls out, and there's this little tiny fucking TV. I know it's so, but you know what? For 1978 or whatever, that was kind of like that was. No, no, actually, at that point, you still had those TVs that came up from the ground. Yeah. You know, it's so like they should have had a, It's like a 17 inch TV. It's yeah, a, it's insane. Well, it's because Maury was selling wigs. If he was a friggin', you know, electronic salesman, Henry would have had the biggest friggin'. TV out there. Oh yeah. And now, and now, this is the part where Maury starts pitching the Lufthansa thing to Henry because he wants to retire. <laughs> I mean, I have to admit, I, I would get sick of a guy like Maury after a while. 
I'm sick of a guy like Maury, and I'm not even. <laughs> and he's a fictional character. American history. That's true. Yeah. This fucking crew. Gonna grab the outside guard and make him get us in the front door. Frenchie and Joe Buddha had to round up the workers. Johnny Roast Beef had to keep them all tied up and away from the alarms. That's me. The lock. <laughs> there you are. That's me. This is a lock. Now you're gonna have to grow your hair out for the role. <laughs> I want I want natural hair, uh, no wigs. <laughs> now see if you re- if you remember, we really don't see Tootie that much. Tootie does make a little appearance towards the end, but we don't really see Tootie anymore. So this would be perfect for me to do dual roles because by the time we see Tootie again, Johnny Roast Beef is uh, you know eating his last sandwich, so to speak. Yeah. So. Uh, Tootie and Johnny Roast Beef are never on screen at the same time, so it is it is viable for you to play both roles. In fact, one could say, do we know if Tootie isn't really Johnny Roast Beef and Johnny Roast Beef Uh. is in fact Tootie? Do we not know this? Who 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 am I going to play? Like, do do you have any role in mind for me, or or am I just shut out here? Any role for you? I mean, I think it's obvious your role has to. I think you have to play Hendry. Really. No, you know who I think you should play? Hmm. I think you should play Frankie Cabo. <laughs> I do have the awkwardness down. That's for sure. I don't really have the eyebrow thing because there's something you need to know about me. And I want to make this perfectly clear. I'm a man who takes pride in grooming his eyebrows properly. Well, so that, that's the only reason why I couldn't play Carbone is because I am extremely diligent about eyebrow and ear hair like like i'm i'm absolutely nuts about it well it's, if you insane. if you stopped grooming your eyebrows how fast do you think you could grow oh i i can't i can't i can't grow, i can't grow i can't grow the middle brow they would have to they'd have to do some they'd have to do some makeup on that all right so what if you played jimmy two times <laughs> oh i get one line <laughs> Get the papers, get the papers. Come but, it's on. Great, but it's a great line. No, I mean, who do you want to play? Do you want to play? Do you want to play uh, Jimmy? I think you could do a Jimmy the Gent. I feel I feel like I could do Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> what about Maury? <laughs> uh, the only thing is, I don't I don't know if I'm Jewish enough to do that. I mean, I dabbled with Judaism back in 02, but I don't think that's enough to get me to Maury. You know what I mean? The question is, is, can we get Meryl to play somebody? <laughs> hmm. I'd have to. I'd, ha- I'd have. To, I'd have to ponder that. Yes. I think Meryl should play uh, the, the police. Mer- Meryl should play the guard that worked with Henry while he was in prison. <laughs> he could play Joe Buddha. I don't know. <laughs> Who plays Samuel L. Jackson? Um, I think Samuel Jackson. We could probably get him to reprise this role. <laughs> He's in everything, so yes, he will be in. He will be in our re- remake of Goodfellas. <laughs> It'd be really funny if we got instead of Samuel Jackson, if we if we got Morgan Freeman, because Morgan Freeman's the other black guy that everybody calls. When Samuel Jackson doesn't answer his phone, they call Morgan Freeman. All right, that part kind of bugs me that they have the black guy stop and look at the basketball game. It does feel a little like you know. Yeah, I mean, little, I, who knows what game that is? Uh, I, I I need to know what game is on. Is mm-hmm. it Boston College basketball? Because you know they were taking a much greater interest in that at the time. I would say so. <laughs> well, I mean, how much basketball was on TV back in '78? Barely. I mean, 
you know, well, the, you think it's the NBA. Or do you think it's you think it's NBA? Uh, looking at the, I couldn't really tell. I would guess NBA because college basketball was not as big of a deal back then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe in, maybe in New York. I don't know. The Big East Conference didn't even exist at that point. All right. All right. I'm really getting bogged down here. But he loves stacks. What he was supposed to do was steal the panel truck and afterwards compact it by a friend of ours out in Jersey. Only Maury was driving us nuts. <laughs> The the look that the look that Jimmy gives where he just like turns his head's like Ugh, God just have a drink and shut up. <laughs> it's just the way he was. And now we get to meet one of the most annoying characters in the movie, Lois Bird. I mean, it's not even just that she needed to go get her hat. She has an annoying face. Yeah, she has an annoying face, a stupid mole on her face, that stupid fucking hat. She's <laughs> well, I'm not, not, not going to kill her for the mole because Cindy Crawford had a mole, but she's, for God's yeah. sake, yeah. All right, this woman's no Cindy Crawford. She's mm-hmm. fucking stealing babies and bringing cocaine and back with them. I mean, that's... <laughs> no, she's 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 leasing babies. <laughs> yeah, leasing babies. She has to return the babies under under three thousand miles. <laughs> oh, they're making eight balls. No, oh, there you go. Oh. There you go, oh. Pete. Yeah. All right. There's, so this there's, is... there's Sandy snorting a line. I mean, this I basically is... it basically just moved on me involuntarily. This is... this is where she starts to lose it. What do you mean? What do you mean starts? She starts <laughs> to lose it right here. She I mean, fully, she... she. No, this isn't when she fully loses it. When she fully loses it, I think is the last time we see her. Oh, for sure. But yeah. she does send him up against the wall and is probably going to blow him. So, yeah. I mean, you know, this, oh. you know, come see, come saw, you know. Mm. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of candles in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I really like that motif. Hand on her ass. Uh, he, puts her, he puts his hand oh. on her ass and then puts her finger right up. His, he puts his finger right up her butt. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. What I don't understand is why is Hendry not involved in the actual heist? You know, that is a valid point, yeah. Well, he was involved somehow, right? I mean, the fact that he's hearing it on the news in the shower. I mean, it makes the scene more memorable that way. <laughs> here we and go. now here we are at one of our another of our favorite scenes, <laughs> the Christmas party, where he's calling Henry a genius, even though, as we've established, now here's Johnny Roast Beef coming here's Johnny, in. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how he immediately he goes, hey, he goes, Jimmy, I need you to see this. And then he goes, I always <laughs> wanted one of these things. All right. Well, I'm going to have to crank it for this because and then we'll have to discuss it. Out there, everybody's watching us, and you get a fucking car. They're telling me I'm excited. My mother's name. 
It's a wedding gift. I don't give a fuck whose name it's on. Are you stupid or what? Did you hear what I said? Don't buy anything. Don't sorry, anything. Jimmy. I'm sorry. What's the matter with you? You get excited. You might get excited about because you're going to get us all fucking pinched. That's why. What are you, stupid? What's the matter with you? I apologize. What's the matter with you? I apologize. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry. What the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> it's, my, it's my mother's name. What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say? That fucking look he gives is the best look. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? You don't buy anything, you hear me? Don't buy anything. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry. When, when, you, when you mentioned Juan Cena and you accidentally said Juan Soto, but I know you meant Juan Cena, and I jumped down your throat because I had mentioned people not appreciating John Cena enough. <laughs> just decided <laughs> what did i tell you what, what did, did i tell, I tell you, you? <laughs> did i go i'm sorry i would yeah i was i was trying to get you into the johnny roast beef character i did i fuck you gotta wear a sign <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you people have said to me fat fuck you gotta wear a sign <laughs> i love this i can't fucking believe this <laughs> excuse me excuse me he fucking rips the coat off i love it yeah it's it's always it's always good form to take away a woman's coat when it's uh, twenty degrees out. Because don't forget, this is like right before Christmas. <laughs> Look at Henry in the background, <laughs> just, just looking at. I mean, he, he he's looking at Carbone like you, you dumbass. When Henry is literally about to do the same thing that Carbone did on a much smaller scale, though. Take it off. Take it off. Didn't I tell you not to get anything? Didn't I tell you not to attract attention? Huh? Two days, one guy fucking caddy, one gets a twenty thousand dollar make. Bring it back. All right, bring it back. Bring it back. I don't care what you do with it. Bring it where you got it. Get it out of here. I don't care. Get it out of here. Let's go, Mike. Get it out of here. 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 There's nobody better than Jimmy Conway at saying to get things out of there. Come to that, huh? What did Stax just pour into those? Uh... Looks like he was doing like a uh, car bomb or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I, I did two Irish car bombs at a New York bar in like five minutes once. Hmm. I don't I don't recommend that. I don't recommend those <laughs> kinds of things. As Tommy reprimanding his, uh, I, I was going to say semi-attractive, but I don't really find her attractive at all. No, do you know when she was really attractive, which is not a lot, is remember when she was in that Seinfeld episode as one of George's girlfriends when George was trying to date the two women at once? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris wouldn't get that reference. No, oh, yes, of course. He's, he's I love never, never seen it. And now Maury, Maury being an unconscionable ball breaker right here. Where, where's, where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money? Because he, because he saw all the other people flashing sure. money and he's now... I don't know if you know this, but that's the real reason why uh, Jimmy didn't want anybody fucking flashing anything fancy. It wasn't the Bulls or the FBI or anybody. It was because he didn't want fucking Maury to know that he had given people payoffs yet. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> well, he's got he's got a big stack of money. He's going to give Henry some, even though we've established that Henry probably didn't do as much as Maury. Just a taste. Just a taste. Just a taste. Pete? Yeah. Now, one second. Pete? 
<laughs> Pete, were you there? Yeah, I, apparently I was three months before I was born. <laughs> Henry buys this gaudy-looking fucking white artificial tree. Yeah. He buys that... a white Christmas tree for his Jewish wife. And if you know anything about the Jewish faith, both daughters are Jewish because they follow the mother. Mm-hmm. Happy <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, he's got a Hanukkah present for it, too, which is nice. I, I went to the trouble of looking up when Hanukkah was in 1978, and, and that was a year where it actually fell on December 24th. Oh, nice. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> well, God bless him. Yes. Six million in cash. Wow. But now now things are going to start accelerating and going out of control here. Yes. Well, there, there's Samuel L. Jackson lying in a what appears to be a twin bed. Mm. And uh, yet another of our favorite scenes because of the comedic element of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't and I don't mean Samuel L. Jackson in his underwear, like very odd looking underwear too. It but is. Like, yeah. Nineteen nineteen seventy eight underwear was very different than the underwear of today. What's really funny about this is that this movie's in 1990. In four years, Samuel L. Jackson would be doing the very similar thing that uh, Frankie Cabone and, and Tommy do right here in another movie. Yo. <laughs> well, what's what's funny is apparently when we do movies here, we only do movies in full with Samuel L. Jackson in them. <laughs> with, we, should with the the, we should call this the Samuel L. Jackson podcast. Yeah, what what what, what are we gonna watch uh, next year? We're gonna watch Snakes on a Plane. Something I like think that? we should. No, I think we should watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, and Carbone are paying Stacks a visit. Mm. Did you bring coffee? Is what Stacks asks. Yeah. Yeah, Carbone, make coffee, and he's like, he like mutters something. I think he goes, oh, you know, tomatoes on the vine, you know? I know you love that. <laughs> what, what? What? No, I love the part where Carbone is holding the pot of coffee and is like, what's going on here? Like, did he not know that that. Tommy was there to whack him. Like he looks confused, generally confused here. Oh, clearly, clearly he didn't know. Okay, all right. He didn't I mean, I, I think I think that they kept Carbone in the dark about everything. Pretty much everything. <laughs> You're like, come on, Carbone, just you know, go go for go for the ride and just just enjoy it as well, it happens. It could also be that nothing got through that fucking hair of his. Like you know. <laughs> No messages, no no ideas, no thoughts. Nothing got through that hair. <laughs> it, but to his credit, he made that coffee really fast. Yeah. Come on, make that coffee to go. Let's go. He also made that coffee to go. What the fuck are you doing? It's a joke, a joke. Put the fucking pot down. <laughs> they killed the guy, and he was going to take the pot of coffee. And instead just leaves his prints all over everything. Hey, you know, hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, they had fingerprint databases at this point. Like, none of these people are concerned about fingerprints. It w- it was much harder with forensics, though, at that time. Was I mean, crazy. It was it was still like a difficult proposition. I mean, I think there's a reason why the murder rate in the '70s was a hell of a lot higher than it is now. Mm. 
They even said they came up with Prince off the wheel. Well, print, Prince off the wheel. Like, right, right, right after. I'm like, oh, right it's just Well, then again. <laughs> well, they probably had more motivation in this case just because of how much was involved. Sure. So Henry's a little Henry Henry got like elbowed on the chin there by uh by Jimmy taking a drink. I've never noticed that before, but Henry's a little worried about stacks. Like, oh, what happened? What happened? Are you worried? You're worried. You're worrying. What are you worried? I like we I like we he does this like he does the turnaround where he's like, What? 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 You're worrying? And this is this this right here is one of those infamous moments like something bad is about to happen, but this is how it gets set up. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're gonna make. Paulie's gonna make you. Paulie's gonna make you. <laughs> Tommy. You open up the books. Paulie got the okay. You believe that? This little. I'm sh- I'm sure he got the okay. Yes. <laughs> you got the okay, all right. I mean. It, it is funny how Jimmy and Henry don't think about, you know, what might go sideways, considering that Tommy has pissed off a lot of people over the years. Sure. And now Maury is getting more pissed off and more agitated. I want my money. Henry, I want my fucking money. I had it up to here. That cheap cigarette hijacking. Yep. You know, one time when I was mad at you, I uh, I, I called you a cheap cigarette hijack. <laughs> I think you did, and I went that's and and I went now. You know what? I said that's not fair. What an odd remark! <laughs> what, an odd, what an odd remark! I don't even smoke. <laughs> he called his bluff. Yeah. <laughs> Hendry called his bluff. Well, because he because he knows that Maury isn't going to take that step, and I mean Maury Maury's kind of a sweetheart. I mean, he starts fucking singing here for God's sakes. Oh, Henry, Henry boy. Oh, Henry boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. <laughs> sweetheart, half make half giddy. I'll sing one of the Italian accents. And down. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough, Maury that's, singing that's for not now. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> And then here we go, ready? He looks right. You notice he looks right at freaking Tommy, and then he looks at Maury, and then he's just like, huh? And then he looks at fucking Tommy, like the eyes tell it all. Yeah, like it's already done. Oh, if I if I whack every single person in here, uh, I could keep all the money. Mm-hmm. You know, I had mentioned this thing about the aging of De Niro through this movie. Yeah. And I, one detail that I appreciate is that they age him a lot more rapidly during this period. Yeah. When he's under a lot of stress. Yes. That's when I knew Jimmy was going to whack Maury. <laughs> That's how it happens. That's how fast it takes for a guy to get whacked. Yep. Well, it is interesting that Henry doesn't really speak up for. I mean, Henry's kind of a go-along to get-along guy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as we're going to learn when he goes along to get along with the cops later. 
Stop picking my balls, alright? It comes to that. And I referenced this scene a couple, uh, like a week ago, when I was like, hey, can you record? Can you record later? And you were like, nah, I can't. And I was like, nah, don't worry about it. Not tonight. Forget about about tonight. Don't worry about it. (laughs) There's three people who are going to be dead soon. See how can you whack how can you whack these guys when they're telling funny stories like this? I mean Tommy it was, you know, beyond their control, but Yeah. It was the it was real greaseball stuff. <laughs> it was amongst the Turner people. Ooh, is that a that's a wrestling thing right behind Henry's head, isn't it? No, it's a boxing thing. It's oh, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. That's boxing. Yeah. Oh, there's a guy falling out of the ring. So we're not uh, lucky enough to get a ref or yeah. wrestling reference in this. It would be it would be funny if like Bruno, uh, if there was like a Bruno reference at some point. <laughs> Polly like, was. Polly was the Bruno of of Queens. Yeah, a Br- Bruno Bruno shows up. He had to tie up the guards at the, <laughs> but nobody 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 was going to do anything to San Martino because he was too no. much of a he he was a made guy, <laughs> and there was nothing we could do about it. <laughs> I like this very narrow alley that they're going down to get to the car. So it's Jimmy Maury. Carbone and Tommy, they're gonna go. They want to go to the diner and get Danish. <laughs> I mean, at this point, at this point, though, just to come back to wrestling, I mean, Bruno's not the champ. It's Bob Backlund. <laughs> so correct, yeah. They got Danish there. Yeah, they got everything. Good. Yeah, let's pick up some Danish for Bell. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah, Oh, you never shut the fuck up. <laughs> how many how many fucking people do you wish you could have done that to? Um, <laughs> what with an ice pick specifically or um many to list. <laughs> a couple thousand, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh people on the roads, just people on the roads that I encountered today. A couple, couple couple thousand. A couple thousand. <laughs> Uh, but that's I mean yes obviously it's very dark and I'm, I'm still kind of grossed out by him pulling the ice pick out of out of Maury mm. uh, I mean Trotsky, yeah, Trotsky went the same way you know Yeah. but that's not even the best part uh, uh, well I, I hate to say best part the best part of this scene is right now when my, my father went the same way <laughs> chop him up chop him up chop him up Frank, let's chop him up. All right. Where you going? Where you going, you dizzy motherfucker? You. Look, chop him up. Oh, Charlie's not here. Where's Charlie? Oh, Charlie. Come on, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. 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 The car is cold. I mean, and and that is that is one thing about whacking Maury is you've you've made his wife hysterical mm. from him not being there one night. 
Right. So you you, you kind of you kind of knock things out of control by doing that, and that's probably something that Jimmy did not consider, and it's something that Henry should have brought up because he clearly knows the wife better than Jimmy. I like that this is like the first night that Henry's actually at home. <laughs> well, no, he was at home when he when he got the Christmas tree, right? <laughs> he was, yeah. Oh, but at night, like he's never at home at night. And Jim, Jimmy is just way too cocky, like knocking on the window of the cops who were there. Come on, fuckos, let's go for a ride. You, you know what I? You know what I was thinking about this scene the other day. Just you ever go? You ever like you've driven long distances where you're up at like four, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock yep. in the morning, and it's like this early, and you go to a diner. Have you ever done that where you go to like a diner like that early in the morning? Yeah, and it's yeah. just that like cold, you know, like. I like God. I, something, something so romantic about that, <laughs> that kind of atmosphere. <laughs> oh yeah. Now we here we get a we get a very young Jake Gyllenhaal sighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that who that is? Who's walking looks, up to the, the pink kid in Cadillac. the back? Tell me, in the kid in the back walking up to the Cadillac doesn't look like Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, yeah, with maybe a uh, <laughs> a cognitively disabled Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be picking on child actors here, but uh, the look on his face, the look on his face as I paused it. Yeah. By the way, what do those kids do? I always thought the. I never really looked too close. I thought the kids in the background were playing stickball. They are playing stickball. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. So, so my instinct was correct. Yeah. Kids don't play I... stick. Kids don't play stickball nowadays. No, kids don't play stickball nowadays. It's probably all these freaking mafia guys ending up in pink Cadillacs is what scared them to stop doing it. 254, yip, New yep. York plates. Yep. Oh, it breaks my heart to see you and that blonde woman. Uh... <laughs> Johnny Roast Beef didn't learn. He never brought back the caddy. The only the only the only thing is, I mean, you having grown up in Malden, Malden doesn't have as many roast beef places as like Lynn does. I love that car. <laughs> you still have the sales sticker. Yeah, I know. Well, I like how they made sure to smear blood on the sticker. Yeah. Nothing to do with me. Now here comes here comes Franchi. And uh, who is that? Joe Buddha. Yeah, Joe Buddha and Frenchy. Yep. The guy with the glasses sees him. Like, oh, what's that? Like yeah. the other, the other guy was just happy to just keep wait, going on with his life. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold on a minute! Wait! It's poor Frenchie. Yeah. What did Frenchie do? It was his. He uh, didn't he like have to tie up the guards or something like that? Yeah, but like, no. But I'm saying like, what did Frenchie do to deserve to get killed? Or Joe Buddha? Because he was gonna. They were. They, they were gonna get part of the money. And mm. Jimmy was like, "Fuck them! I'd rather whack them than." Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I like how there's the Christmas trees are <laughs> mixed in here. <laughs> you know, there are other podcasts that have reviewed the Coliseum video, Smack 'em Whack 'em. Like we are watching literally Smack 'em Whack 'em. <laughs> <laughs> Goodfellas, Smack 'em Whack 'em. Goodfellas, Smack 'em Whack 'em. <laughs> oh, and Car- Carbone in that, like, mm. I don't know how you get that refrigerated truck so cold where it takes him several days to thaw him out. So if you're saying, if you're going to cook Frankie Carbone, you got to put him in the refrigerator on Wednesday in order to thaw him out for Saturday? Yes. <laughs> or you could leave him on your counter during the course of the day, but you should at least have some running cold water over him. You know? Yes. Yes, of course. 
I mean, that's common sense. See, this is what I think we could have. This could be your screen caps on your new Twitter page where you're playing Frankie Carbone. <laughs> <laughs> you with the fucking ice boogers. He was frozen so stiff it took them two days to thaw him out. And little did he know that he would have these type of roles for as long as he shall want them. Yes. I never saw Jimmy so happy. Like a kid. Yeah, Jimmy is extremely happy. I mean, all the people around him are being whacked by him, but he's yeah. he's so happy. Like, how did the FBI not immediately take him in for questioning? <laughs> it, it is interesting that he didn't get pinched. I mean, they literally had cops following him at the time. Some of, some of these some of these capers in these movies merely makes you wonder if the police are fucking Keystone cops. They can't solve a simple murder like this. Every single person is dead. <laughs> Except for one guy. Hmm. I wonder who that guy is. The one killing everybody. Oh, well, no. there, there was also the matter of police being in the pocket of some That's of these true. guys. Although that did that wasn't as bad as you as you get into like the later seventies. I don't I don't think as it was at the beginning of the movie where they're getting cartons of smokes and like twenty dollar bills tucked into the cartons. Now we see here. This is the scene that. Tommy's going to get made, right? Yeah, and um, his mother, his mother is there. <laughs> now this, I want to turn this up because this conversation that happens between Tommy and his mother happened on my wedding day with my mother. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, I'm leaving. I've been here all the way. Let me look at you. Let me look. What do you think? I look good. You look wonderful. Listen, yeah. just be careful. Congratulations. I wish you lots of luck. I love you. Don't paint any more religious pictures, please. God be with you, Mama. You know, we'll... that was that was the verbatim conversation that you yes, had. My mother looked at me and she went, "You look very good. Be careful." <laughs> and you, and you said, "Don't paint any more religious pictures." And she was yes. like, "What?" And you were like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> uh, my mother's never picked up a paintbrush in her life. <laughs> Jimmy eating? He's eating out of a cantaloupe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like peeling a can- who eats cantaloupe like that? In a, who in goes a to diner. a diner and asks for a half a cantaloupe? <laughs> Up here you go. Seven seven six two BTF. Is that plate number? I think that's the plate that I would want. That's the vanity plate you want to get. Yeah. Here we go. How long ago was it? You mean thirty years ago? Can you imagine going in and being like, "All right, I'd like to get a vanity plate. All right, what, what number do you want? Seven seven six two BTF. <laughs> like what the fuck?" <laughs> Which would be really funny if somebody at the RMV went, oh, you want to get Tootie's car? All right, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, they they so, some, they have like a laminated menu of Goodfellas plates to choose from. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that we're all out of that one. <laughs> that, I didn't know. If, I don't know if you know this, but at the RMV, they have two plates that people request all the time. 7762 BTF and then out of time. Everybody requests <laughs> out of time at 7762 BTF. I remember when I moved to Virginia in 2001, I was going to get a vanity plate at <laughs> I, I, I cannot fucking believe this. I, I almost got the vanity plate Nomar 5. Oh, <laughs> fucking bullet dodged on that one. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, yeah bu- bullet dodged. It means that nobody can fuck around with you. Mm. It also means you could fuck around with anybody just as long as they aren't also a member. Well, unless you're Billy Bats, in which case you fuck around with somebody and they're like, fuck you, we don't care. Yeah. 
Thirty years ago. Thirty years. Thirty years ago. A lot of memories. And how? Mike's Pete was a fucking pimple then, wasn't it? As far as Jimmy was concerned, with Tommy being made, it was like we were all being made. We would now have one of our own as a member. Payphone usage. We are among the last generation of people that will know what it's like to use payphones. This is true. <laughs> and here we go. Don't, don't worry. I, don't worry. I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna... no. <laughs> <laughs> See, I decided to pause it on... Uh, Br- I, or at least I tried to pause it on uh, Brandon from New Jersey's favorite part, which is... The, uh... <laughs> wait, wait, go go back a little bit more. Okay. I just want to. Okay, ready? Pause it for a second. Right here. Yeah. Where where and... he's just opened the door. Well, we're gonna do a request now. This yeah. is a request. Uh, okay. This is for this is Casey Kasem and request <laughs> line here. This is for Brandon from New Jersey. This is your favorite scene of all time. This is Tommy walking in to get made. Here we go, Brandon from New Jersey. This one's for you. You sound like Hank Azaria doing Casey Kasem, which is actually a pretty good way of going about it. All right, ready? Here we go. Play it. That was for Brandon in New Jersey. And now, on with the countdown. (laughs) We had a problem. I mean, uh, we tried to do everything we could. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, you know what I mean. He's gone. He's gone. That's it. What do you mean? What do you mean? He's gone. He's gone. And now my favorite scene. So you can't do that with cell phones. He fucking beats up the payphone and then De Niro proving to the well, masses how bad at crying he is. <laughs> the the other the other day, the Bruins lost to the Rangers five to four, and the winning goal. <laughs> uh, no, no, you you laugh, uh... but the winning goal. The Rangers scored their fifth goal because the Bruins defenseman tried to clear it out, and it hit the area where the Zamboni door is, it, it wasn't sealed properly, and it took a weird bounce and it carried him right to a Rangers player who who passed to an open guy and he scored immediately. <laughs> so after the game, you know, they it was a 5-4 final and I just thought to myself, uh, no, we had a problem and we did everything we could. Nothing we could do about it. We had to stand there and take it. It was greaseball stuff. <laughs> <laughs> among the NHL people. It was amongst the NHL. <laughs> Alright, so where does this rank in top 35 De Niro crying Jags? 35. Oh no, I'm going to say number one because he knocks he knocks over the uh, phone booth. Oh, now his... Okay, he's going to knock over the phone booth. You're the army guy walking past in the background, stops for a second, and is like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I always thought that that car beeping in the background was because it landed in front of the uh, car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not loud enough. No, no. See, it's funny. See, Jimmy, it's not so fun when one of your own dudes gets whacked, right? You got to sit there and take it. 
It was revenge for Billy Bats. <laughs> and a lot of other things. And a lot of other things. Nothing that we could do about it. That's that. Bats was a made man, and Tommy wasn't. If you... We had to sit still and take it. It was among the Italians. It was real greaseball shit. <laughs> Grease. Oh, De Niro. <laughs> In the face. So his mother couldn't give him an open coffin at the funeral. All right, business is going to pick up right now. The whole... The... Up oh. Sunday, May eleventh, nineteen eighty, six fifty-five a.m. You say? Well, yeah, yeah. It's time time to do time to do a line of coke and grab your guns and put it in a paper bag before we get going. At six fifty-five in the morning, he's doing coke. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, I've never ingested any substances like that at that hour. <laughs> Not that hour. Well, I've, I've, I would never touch cocaine anyway, so. I mean, the only stimulant I'm doing that early in the morning is is coffee. <laughs> what, you've never had a jolt soda at that hour? <laughs> that early. I was going to be busy all day. I had to and, and this is why Jump Into the Fire by uh, Henry, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Nilsson, is like the, one of the great driving songs ever. Sure. <laughs> Especially, like, you know, the other day when I'm racing around and doing like six different things, I gotta go down to Hudson and get my beer, and then I then I gotta go to the 99 and get my mother a gift certificate. <laughs> now here's the robe you want me to wear every morning. Yeah. At, uh, banks. Them, but now he didn't want them. What the fuck are these things? They're not fit. What's the matter with you? What do you want me to pay for this shit? I'm not paying for it. <laughs> I didn't say it. Yeah, you need a puffy blue robe like uh, like Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even say goodbye to him. No. This the way the way they do the music in this scene is 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 so fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. This is great. Smoke. I have not smoked in a car in a very 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 long time. But back in those days, you'd have cigarette you'd have cigarette lighters in cars. You you haven't smoked in a very long time. <laughs> what since like this morning yeah well I, right. know. I meant well i meant like cigarettes oh well yeah the last cigarette i had was 2018 in atlanta and that was basically so that i didn't get jumped by some southerners mm. i think i've gone over that before <laughs> all right so he's got to the hospital and now we get to meet the most the most uh <laughs> what, what, what did i say he, he's the kind that the man who has the best heart in the entire movie yes michael's michael's doctor Yes. Who basically sees Henry and is like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yes. Are you all <laughs> I mean, right? It a, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very different time when doctors would actually go out of their way and you didn't worry about like whether you had the right insurance and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. And mm-hmm. and this, this dude's handed out Valium like it's candy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have to give Henry some plaudits on something in avoiding that accident because he slammed on the brakes, but also managed to hit the emergency brake as well. Yeah. I mean, the emergency brake in my car, I just learned where it was yesterday. Seriously. <laughs> I accidentally turned it on when I was parking at the aforementioned 99. <laughs> and I was like, shit, how do I turn this off? 
But it's some solid casting because it does it does look like they could be brothers. Yeah. They kind of have like the same eyebrows and all. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Kevin. Um, uh, what's that guy's name? I don't know what the hell his name is. Well, now I have to. All right. Th- there are a couple of flaws with this day. Which is? Well, we're going to get it. The flaws come in much later in terms of like what time it is. This... But there, there is one thing that I do want to point out. What? Sunday, May 11th, 1980 was Mother's Day. But yet Karen isn't making a big deal out of, out of getting a card or flowers or anything. Which I find very interesting. <laughs> Kevin Corrigan is that guy's name. He's a, he's okay. a pretty well-known actor. He's been yeah. in like a ton of shit. But anyway, yeah. um, what I'd like to point out as well is that I do make food this way when I cook <laughs> nowadays. I wear I wear a wife beater <laughs> shirt. I flip the I flip the uh, cutlets when I have to make cutlets or you know veal shanks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. And you have your brother there to stir the sauce. <laughs> My brother stirs the sauce. I make him stir the sauce. He just but we haven't gotten the wheelchair yet. My brother doesn't need a wheelchair. I feel like that's going over the line. <laughs> you, should make... bring, you should bring a wheelchair into the apartment and be and like, all right. I need all you right. to sit I need you to sit in this. Why? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how every answer to things now is just don't worry about it. All right. Look, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, maybe it's the the Fast sorry. and Furious series, but the way the way that you get around something that's an inconvenient you know point is you just say don't worry about it, like Vin Diesel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Put on some string beans with some olive oil and garlic, and I had some beautiful cutlets that were cut just right. Sure. Beautiful cutlets cut just right. Yeah. So I was home for about an hour. Now, my plan was to start the dinner early so Karen and I could unload the guns that Jimmy didn't want and then get the package for Lois to take to Atlanta for her trip later that Who's night. Been carving That's their right. initials in the tomatoes? No, I kept looking out the window. And Who's said, been carving their initials in the tomatoes? <laughs> Keep an eye on the sauce. I love this pot right here. He's fucking, he wheels over to the sauce. Yeah. He can't even look on the pot where he's sitting. Yeah, oh, poor yeah. poor guy. I mean, Karen's 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 all strung out here too. I love it. But for some reason, I don't find strung out Karen as attractive as strung out Sandy. No, strung out Sandy is definitely a ten. <laughs> yeah. Also, Henry doesn't need to drive this erratically. He, he he should be driving a little bit safer. He's not using turn signals. No. My father, who was a driver ed teacher, would be appalled. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Karen's mother's house is a storing ground for guns. Yes. Well, I mean, are they really gonna are they really gonna go and invade this elderly Jewish woman's trash can? No. He's not Jewish. Alright, let's go. Right. Yeah, the music cuts are so good in this this scene. <laughs> they really are. Now at the at the payphone, at the at the shopping center, or whatever it is. Thinks I'm paranoid. Because I should bring him the fucking helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> they were in that shopping place for an hour. Yeah. Huh. They didn't. They didn't get anything. 
Did they get the refrigerator part that Miyagi didn't get in Karate Kid 2? <laughs> they sure did. And then it took them two hours to get to the Pittsburgh people. What the hell are they? What are they doing? Yeah, I, and he was making dinner in the morning, but yet... <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm... How, how yeah. long is the dinner prep? <laughs> Seriously? I mean, at this point, that fucking sauce is ruined. It's been, <laughs> it's been on far too long. It's not, you know, I mean, it, it, there's, a, there's a thing, you know, well, uh, well, let me see. 11.30, It should be on low at this point. Like, his, I hope his brother turned the stove on low. Because if not, if it's still cooking, if it's still cruising at, like, medium to medium low, that sauce is fucking sticking to the bottom of the pot. It's burning. You're scorching the tomatoes. So hopefully <laughs> his brother turned it down to low at this point. If he's starting it at 11.30, yeah, he better have it on low. <laughs> so the, the, the Pittsburgh guy here who is, like, one of the greasiest human beings that I've ever seen in my life. Like, I would want nothing to do with him. He, he's got three bottles of beer in, like, a bucket. Like, just on, like, the the, the table. I mean, I can't say that I haven't done that. But still, I'm I'm appalled by, by what I'm seeing. I'm appalled. <laughs> oh, this guy's so wet looking. Like, he just looks wet. <laughs> Does he yeah, not? He, he is very slimy, but Karen needs a hit. She needs a she needs a hit. Give the package of whack with quinine. Plus, I knew Sandy was gonna get on my ass. Then I had the cooking to finish at home, and I had to get Lois ready for her trip. Yeah, yeah. Get Lois ready for her trip. I'll be there in about an hour. I can't. I can't get my brother tonight. Come on, stop. Stop. Yeah. She she is being unreasonable, but I think you can kind of blow her off though. She's being an un, she's being an unconscionable ball breaker. Unconscionable ball breaker. So why does Henry call the house if he's been taught to never use phones? Henry says, "Don't let the sauce stick." I'm stirring it. See, at least Henry knew he was like that sauce has been cooking way too long. You got to make sure it doesn't stick. Yeah. But but why is he why is I mean I know he doesn't have very many choices but why why is he using the phone to call a, her because he didn't because he's he's a dummy well he's not thinking clearly at this point in the day no. he broke the first, he broke the second rule which is you know never talk on the phone or never you know keep your mouth shut now really interesting I want to see if they show the name of the airline here or if they black it out oh oh, oh we almost saw it I thought they were gonna all almost... right. I, I looked into this, and yes, yeah. the, the airline is always black, but that's American. Okay, it always that's, is, though, like even in the original the, theatrical release? Yeah, yeah, because okay. they, they didn't want to... You, you run into things putting brand names sure. on, on on stuff, so... Although, she, they didn't they didn't edit out the little fucking crocodile guy on Chuck Schick earlier. Is she... <laughs> is she... Is she smoking a joint, or is that a cigarette? That's a cigarette. It kind of looks like a joint. If that's a joint, that's an extraordinarily well-rolled joint. So I'm going to say that it's uh, it's a cigarette. All right. Okay. Also, I can kind of see, like, the the filter, like the beige. Oh, uh, you can? Okay. All right. All right. Everything I told her, after all her yeah, yeah, yeah bullshit, she picks up the phone and calls from the house. Yeah, this whole thing is Lois Bird's fault. Luckily, not all people in the 80s named Bird were fucking terrible. <laughs> Well, it's spelled differently. Well, yeah. <laughs> Still fucking cooking? Jesus Christ. This guy didn't know. He does not He did not have kitchen management skills at all. 
I've been watching helicopters. Well, he's not he's not an executive chef. <laughs> no. I had to drive over to Sandy's place, mix the stuff once. All right, here you go, Pete. This is your freaking yes. 10 to 10. This is full strung out fucking Debbie Mazar. <laughs> well, I, I, did, I did manage to pause it right as it was panning down, right when it's showing her boobs. At 8.30 p.m. Oh, her boobs. Okay, yes, go ahead. <laughs> Look at him. He's fucking so high right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly what he's there to do, honey. Yeah. yeah. There there has been an uncomfortable longing for uh, for Debbie Mazar as we've been watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Debbie Mazar. Yes, but then he he does blow her off, just as I alluded to earlier. It's like ah, I'm out of here. Eh. Okay, it's ten forty-five, and they're now eating. Yeah. So th- th- this is where I start to run into an issue. First of all, it's a school night. Mm. Second of all, uh, there's a <laughs> Lois has to get on a flight. What time is this fucking flight? <laughs> I think it's at eleven fifteen. Thirty minutes before the flight, they're just fucking eating. Like, the yeah. Thing, what I find, and again, I know I, I know I sound like a broken record here, but his kitchen management is so terrible. He was making this sauce at eleven thirty in the morning. It is almost twelve hours later, and they're eating. That yeah. sauce does not taste right. It can't. <laughs> I I make a very good. You've you've tasted. I've had it. Sauce. Yes, yes, it's, it's very, very good. good. It's like a four hour minimum thing to cook. Like you can't let that shit sit for eighteen hours. It's not going to be good anymore. That's way too thick. It's just no. It's not good. It's burned. <sighs> Henry, now you hate this movie just because of this. <laughs> There's so many flaws in this one dinner scene. I also love the fact that Karen's eating dinner with her entire family there in her bathrobe and underwear. Allegedly, just her underwear. Like, well, we don't know if she's wearing a bra. Well, it's Mother's Day. What are you going to do? Call her out on it? Here we go. What do you mean you got to go home? I've been carrying around you got to go home to the family. Taping it to your leg. We got to go soon. Leg? I go home and get my hat. Get your fucking hat. What are you kidding me? Just what I need now is a trip to Rockaway because you want to get your hat. I have to. I have to tell you though that I, I have. I have abandoned an airport uh, thing because I had to go home and get my Orioles hat. <laughs> Do we know where at this point where Hendry lives? Uh, probably in Queens. You think he lives in Queens? I would think so. Yes. Okay. And she lives in Rockaway. Yeah. So and that's a dr- and that's a drive. Now, even if it's late at night and there's not traffic, they still got to get to Rockaway and to the freaking airport. Mm. But, of course, that, that decision would get taken out of his hands. And now we get one of one of the great Karen lines of the movie. I went to take her home. A hat? A hat? A hat? Well, she lives in Rockaway Beach. That's not that bad. You think she lives yeah. in Rockaway Beach or Rockaway, New Jersey? It would be Rockaway Beach. Oh, well, that's not that bad. 
Yeah, but even even still, it's a pain in the ass because you got to go there, and then the you got to go. Good thing though is that in between Queens and Rockaway Beach is JFK Airport, which is probably where she was flying out of. Well, no, because they got a they got she he's got to go to Rockaway, get her hat, and then bring <sighs> her back here to tape the shit to her leg. <sighs> so so it's a it's a huge problem, but it's going to be moot in a second anyway. It, so. Well, I mean, he's not thinking that right now. He's thinking what a pain in the ass this is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit! I can't back out of the driveway. Uh oh. I do want to point out that Henry Hill, at the beginning of this day, needed that uh, collision warning system that they have in cars now more than anybody in human history. <laughs> yeah, that activated on me once, and it fucking freaked me out. It was because somebody. Somebody was trying to sneak out into the street halfway, and uh, and, and then they immediately like backed up. It was it was kind of irritating, I have to say. Was it not on your new car? You mean your old car? No, my new car. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like it was actually like two weeks ago. No. They had been wise guys. I wouldn't have heard a thing. Well, yeah. I would have been dead. Just like yeah. Tommy. Mm-hmm. All right, well, so now here we go. Karen running around like crazy here. Yep. I flushed it down the toilet. Just I want to point out the fact that she gets cocaine everywhere right here. Like, yes. he definitely would have been able to find the, the remnants of cocaine. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put it. <laughs> We almost got a, we almost got a bush shot. Mm-hmm. I hate this part right here. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. All day I thought the guys in the helicopter were just local cops busting my balls. The cop, uh, the cop interrogating Henry, and he's like, he's waiting for his lawyer. Mm-hmm. There's the greasy guy. Yep. You don't want to talk to me, you're going to have a fucking problem all night. I'm going to be on you like shit. Oh, there she is. New York State. 25 fucking years. I slap your fucking head inside out. Okay. So now the cops have arrived with a lot of evidence. Many, many boxes of evidence, as it Alleg- turns out. Allegedly. Yes. With the with our favorite our favorite police officer Officer uh, Jerry <laughs> Officer Guido I mean in reality and the police officer says it right here he goes what are you making a cake I think they are making a cake it looks to me <laughs> like they have just a whole bunch of powdered sugar and flour Henry was trying to make fucking everything for that meal except for cake ironically enough <laughs> <laughs> Jerry what were you guys grocery shopping What are we gonna make a cake he goes, you're going to make a cake, too, because even the cop knew that he was making the cutlets. <laughs> he was kicking the cutlets for the appetizer and the meatballs yes. and the veal shanks. <laughs> uh, the cop grabs it like the... Uh... Is it good? Is it good? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, man. He's like... Bye-bye, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, dickhead. See you in Attica. I spoke to Jimmy. He offered to give me some money. He just wants to know what's happening. He just wants to talk to you. Yeah. Like, what, why doesn't Henry just tell 
Karen. Uh, Jimmy is a little erratic here, and he's probably going to try to whack us. So maybe you shouldn't talk to him. Yeah, maybe you should stay away from Jimmy. People are walking. People are walking away already. Walking away from me already. <laughs> I, I like that Karen's mother shows up here. I mean, they yeah. put up her house and all, but she's sitting in the passenger seat. Pissed at me, and he's such a hothead. It would have been awesome if she goes, "Where were you?" <laughs> I told you, Karen. He's not Jewish. What kind this of people the, are these? This is the bad time. I didn't feel safe until I got home. No. And then here comes. So now my plan was to stay alive long enough to. It was all we had, Karen. Karen. Where's the stuff that I left, Karen? Karen. You what? You what? supposed to do? They were all over the house. Karen, that was worth $60,000. I need that money. That's all we got. What was I supposed to do? Karen! They were in everything. That's all the money that we had, Karen. I was dependent on that. Why did you do that? Why do they have a toilet seat that's a different color than the rest of the toilet? Now, uh, that, that bugs me. They have you like a dark colored toilet seat, but well, it's like a lighter colored toilet. No, it matches. it matches the rug and the towel. You've never it, seen that? You've never seen a toilet seat that's different than like a toilet? It looks that happens. It looks well, weird to me. I'm sorry, it does. Well, I mean, it was a thing that happened in the 70s. I don't know. Fashions oh. fashion and home decor has changed over the time. <laughs> Look at that fucking stupid wallpaper that they have. It looks like a freaking I don't know. It looks like a they're in like some kind of a rainbow room or something. It looks like it looks like the tiles from like State Street Station or something. Yeah, it looks terrible. It's terrible. I hate that. I hate that that fucking lamp that looks like it's a some kind of a weird Statue of Liberty headdress thing. Yes. <laughs> I don't I like know. What he, I like what he slept. Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? Everybody keeps asking her that, and she keeps saying, because they would have found it. Like, how many times does she have to say that? They were going to find it. Oh, yeah. He's like, they never would have found it. No, bullshit, Henry. They were all over the house. You were already in jail. Oh, Henry. Henry boy. <laughs> you were already in jail in Attica, dickhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's nice that, they, nice that they're hugging it out there in the that- corner. That bye-bye dickhead is so good. That's the best use of the word dickhead I've ever heard in a movie. I bye think I, bye I agree. dickhead. <laughs> I agree. Paulie, I'm very sorry. I know. You treat me like a fucking jerk. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I know I fucked up. Well, maybe you should button your shirt a little bit higher. <laughs> what do you... What, what do you think you are in fucking Okinawa? Yeah. <laughs> there's a great scene here when you turn back at one point Paul Savino's got like spit on the bottom on his chin oh yeah <laughs> Holy, after what you said I couldn't come to you I was ashamed I was, I was ashamed I'm, I'm ashamed now but I got nowhere else to go Paulie You're all I've got, and I really, really need your help. I really do. It's interesting how Polly does not seem very concerned, or at least he's not betraying any concern that Henry is going to rat them all out. Yeah. 
Well, because I think in his mind, he's already decided to whack Henry. And he's just thinking, you know, he, he's conflicted because he loves Henry, you know, but he knows he's got to kill him. Well, it, why doesn't he whack him like right now? I mean, I, <laughs> he, he's right there. You know what? He should have. He should have just freaking hit him with the. He should have stuck his face in the freaking frying pan right there and just killed him. And dream. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: is Paulie doesn't do the hits himself. It would no, have had Paul- to have been somebody else there. But yeah. I'm surprised. It, it is surprising that 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 a, such a meeting like this would take place without incident. Because mm. if if they whack Henry, then well, it's over. You know, it, it solves some of their problems. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm. But instead, he just decides to give him a severance check. Or, excuse me, not a check, in cash. It's severance package. Yeah, take this. I like how Henry starts to count it. <laughs> yeah, don't count the money in front of Giant Baba. Oh, wait, we're not doing the wrestling thing today. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the spittle on his chin, Guy. Now i got to turn my back. <laughs> you see the spittle on his chin. Mm-hmm. Now i got to turn my back on you. <laughs> Have you ever said that to anybody? Now i got to turn my back on you. Not that specific, not that specifically, but I have had conversations with people where I knew it was going to be the last time that I ever see them, mm-hmm. and that it that is tough. Yeah. Hey, there's Tootie. There is Tootie. Yeah. All right, Karen's kind of hot here with her hair slicked back like this, like a fresh out of the shower. Yeah. I would say it's the third hottest Karen of the movie. <laughs> gonna, we're gonna we're gonna rank the the mm-hmm. top fifteen Karens of the film. <laughs> Sobered him up. Oh, now this is the part here where Karen goes to talk to Jimmy, and there was a game. We, I was over. I was over at our friend Chris and Sarah's house, and you were there too. And we were playing. I think it was Cards Against Humanity. Sure. And at some point during, <laughs> some point during the evening, mm. maybe I should wait until the end of the scene mm. to, to to say this because it's actually actually funnier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good, good, very good. Good, good, good. You. <laughs> you know what kind of questions they've been asking? <laughs> At one point in the middle of the card game, you like put your glasses down just a just a smidge and you, you, you furrowed your brow and you just said to me, You know what kind of questions they've been asking? <laughs> I laughed so hard, I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> now, I gotta tell you, there have been two times in my life that I have gotten the person to pop the way I want for doing that. One of them was with you, and the other one was with my friend, Alex, who, one time we were out, we were down playing cards at the cigar shop, and we were just... This was, like, very early on in, like, our friendship when – I think it was when – it was the moment he realized that I was, like, a kindred spirit. Yes. And I just turned and I just – as – we weren't even talking movie references. We certainly weren't talking Goodfellas and nothing. And I just turned. My glasses were down and I went, you know what kind of questions they would ask him? And he, <laughs> he, he popped. It was the greatest <laughs> moment. He still talks about that to this day. He's like, he's like you've never gotten me – since that bad it was and it was so it was just like you were cards against humanity it was just out of the clear blue no one had any idea it was coming nobody expected it and i pulled it off 
perfectly. And if you should, you should do a screen cap. I mean, everybody knows his face, but you should do a screen cap and tweet out. This is the exact look I did. <laughs> and it was perfect. Out of all the things in the Goodfellas dress scene, the, the fact that we hone in on that is, is very strange, admittedly. <laughs> You know what kind of questions they've been asking him? Especially since, you know, there's a lot more going into this. I mean, I got my mind on so many other things. I got no money. The, the yeah, girls are old this. enough to read the newspaper. Tell him he's got to call me, okay? As soon as you talk to him, he's got to call me. we got to work on this whole thing. It's very important. Very important. He doesn't know I came down here to see you. you know? Yeah, take this. So, so Karen went on her own accord. To go down there, or is she just saying that she went down on her own? Accord? No, I think she's. I think she. He didn't know yeah. she was. Okay. Because he's. Because she's at this point, she's not really sure, and she thinks that Henry's just paranoid. Yeah. But she she thinks the dresses are in the building that they're in. But he's like, no, 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 it's down the street. No, 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 no. This, no, no. This one of your favorite. One of your favorite parts yeah. when he's trying to direct her into you know harm's many, way. You know how many people I've directed <laughs> using this method. Yes. <laughs> she walks by a couple pinball machines. Mm-hmm. Down there. Down there. No, no, no. Down there. I mean, not at all suspicious that Jimmy is, like, looking around, like, <laughs> make sure the I've, coast is clear. I've Google mapped this street, too, and this building is still there. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. Down there. Here it goes. Ready? And then he looks. Not... <laughs> the vest, well, the, he looks the hand, around. The hand, the hand gesture where yeah, he does like, the, right, right the right turn. Yeah. yeah, the hand gesture is right here, but he does a look around, which is so great. He and looks to can, see if there's anybody. And you can see a couple dudes in there. Yeah, these shady individuals. Here it is. Here it comes. Ready? <laughs> no, Jimmy. Zip. Yeah, and if anybody lives in the New York area, please go to this street corner. <laughs> and in one of those um, one of those things that you sometimes see in movies with the "Don't Walk" sign yeah, as the walk. camera pans up, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's not as blatant as in uh, The Departed, where you have the rat on the uh, on the balcony. <laughs> but it's pretty close. <laughs> which we're we're basically fucking flashing symbolism on the screen. <laughs> Yeah, and she looks at him. She's like, "You fucking crazy guy!" Yeah, West yeah. Ninth and West Ninth and Smith Streets in New York City. Mm-hmm. I like the sort of the hunched look. It's like, ah, oh, he looks down the street, like, ah, eh, it was worth a shot. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, she probably did not drive uh, all that safely to get home. No, I would imagine not. I was a little scared. I just got scared, that's all. She almost didn't take the keys out. I just got scared. Well, now they now they realize they've got a they've got a flip. If they're part of a crew, they have no choice. Nobody ever tells you that they're going to kill you. Doesn't happen that way. 
Mm. There aren't any arguments or curses. But like a very a interesting diner sequence with Jimmy yes. and Henry. Friends. Yes. Cared for you all the other diner sequence, you know. The other diner sequence? Not the yeah. one that we really care about. I think you asked me this question the other day, and you were like, what did, what did, what does Henry order for breakfast? And I answered it correctly, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and you knew I was serious about this movie. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make sure I wasn't tailed. He was jumpy. He hadn't touched a thing. Yeah, and just think, the last time they were at a diner, he was the happiest he ever was. It'll be okay. I think you got a good chance of beating the case. I'm oh, sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally cocaine and guns everywhere. I think you got a good chance of beating the case. I think case. you got a good shot of beating the case. No, you don't. <laughs> well, it's basically a poker game that's going on here where they're trying to read each other, I sure. think. Sure, yeah. It's regular round is going on right now. <laughs> but the problem is, and, and now... Jimmy has put on his Mike Francesa glasses. Where... <laughs> uh, John, John and uh, Beth Page, you're next he on the fan. <laughs> he looks exactly like Mike Francesa. <laughs> Holy shit. He really does. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny in the Bronx, go ahead. Oh, God. Hi, Mike. First time, long time? <laughs> First time, long time? Hi. Oh, God. Could you turn your radio down, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Can you turn your radio down, please? Uh, Mike, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> kid turned out to be a rat. As soon as he got pinched, he ratted everybody out. You saw him out. I know where he is. He's hiding now. He's... Which is all, which in watching this, I choose to believe that everything he is saying to Henry right now is <laughs> fake. There is no guy. No. Yeah. I thought it may have been the Pittsburgh guy, but it's not. In theory, yes. But I, yeah, I think he's just making the whole thing up in yeah, order well, of to course. sucker Henry in. And now Henry's got to figure out why is he, you know, the problem is, I mean, and we'll see in a second. I'm mm. Would you have a problem going Anthony on vacation? He'll take care of it. On vacation, no, but he he's got to play off everything that Jimmy is saying like it's perfectly normal, right? The matchbook. Jimmy had never asked me to whack somebody before. Well, yeah, and that's and that's the tell. <laughs> he, he might as well pull out a fucking Oreo and like peel off one of them and then put it back. I mean, that's how much of a tell it is. Hanging around, hanging around. Kids got alligator <laughs> blood. Now here's a question for you. Okay? I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that for the Rounders podcast. <laughs> here's a question I have: Do you think Jimmy was killing Henry on Polly's orders, or do you think Jimmy was just going to kill Henry to keep Polly from finding out that Jimmy was involved with the cocaine? That. That. So you don't think that Paulie was so when Paulie is having that conversation with Jimmy, Paulie's not thinking about killing him. Paulie's legitimately thinking about just turning his back on him and having him leave for never come back because yes. he disgraced him. Yes. 
Oh, so so in reality, Polly's Polly's an unfortunate, uh, you know, uh, collateral damage here at this at the end of this movie. Oh, for, oh, for sure. I mean, Polly would have been better off uh, having Jimmy whacked a while ago. Yeah, like he should have whacked Jimmy and said, and and had Henry do it. That's what he should have done. Well, Henry Henry, do, Henry doesn't whack people. I know, but he could have said he could have said to Polly. Polly could have been like, "All right, listen, I need you to do me a favor. Then you need to take care of Jimmy." Yeah, you know, doesn't matter how it gets taken care of; it just gets taken care of. Maybe, 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 you know, Henry works with Tootie to get rid of Jimmy. You know, but Jimmy's got to go. Yeah. Jimmy's a good earner, but it's diminishing returns at this point. He he's at this point in the movie, Jimmy. Uh, not to go back to baseball again. Jimmy is Albert Pujols. It's time for him to be designated for assignment. <laughs> like we're we're sorry we're, we're sorry, Jimmy, but you, you you're at the end of the line here, and Shohei Otani is going to get more playing time. <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. Sorry. But in reality, we know Jimmy's going to end up getting Jim. Jimmy's going to end up getting signed by the St. Louis Cardinals for <laughs> for a one day contract. For a one day contract to retire. <laughs> Go down to Florida and do a hit with Anthony. Don't betray the fact That's that you I know. I knew I would never have come back from Florida alive. Mm. Mm. And now it's another one of those situations, like I just said, where. Henry is Henry is hanging with Jimmy for what he knows is the last time. Yeah, he's he's never going to sit down and break bread with that guy ever again. And, and he orders an English muffin. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a grilled I, English muffin. Like, like I, I don't think that's filling enough. I, I would need a little bit more. I would have at least made you know Jimmy pay for a moon over my hammy or could something. Could I get a, could I get a lumberjack uh, breakfast here? Yeah. Do you have like the Do you have like the Ted Williams platter? How, how would you like your eggs? Oh, uh, poached, please. <laughs> With some hollandaise sauce. Can you make fresh hollandaise for me, please? Oh, that's an extra three fifty. That's all right. He's got it. <laughs> that's that's how Henry's going to get the rest of his his tons of money. Is <laughs> it's through diner food? Dude, it's through hollandaise at a local diner in Queens. <laughs> you got you got paid in holidays for uh, for the Lufthansa. If, if only they had paid. If only they had paid Maury in uh, some sort of food product. If only they had paid Maury in blintzes. <laughs> uh, Twenty five thousand dollars of Manischewitz. What the fuck, man? <laughs> is it me or is that a lot of gum? <laughs> That's a so, lot of gum. <laughs> so Henry. They they are talking to the witness protection guy right now, and he's asking, "Please don't send me anywhere cold." Which yeah. you know, I think is probably a request that I think everybody makes. <laughs> sure. It's cold. You really don't have a choice in that matter. Ed, please. Just whoever fucking controls it. Just no place cold. All right, do that for me. I'm trying to. I'm he's doing. Bronchial. You know, That's he's legitimately bronchial. We'll take that into consideration. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know how they have those memes sometimes it's like name a line name an obscure line from a movie that people who intimately know the movie would know where it's from my my line would be well if he's legitimately bronchial <laughs> because that's a line that's a line that has never been uttered in any other movie ever if he's legitimately bronchial <laughs> motherfucker smokes two packs a day here for god's sakes no wonder why he's bronchial if he's legitimately bronchial, 
<laughs> what I find funny is where are they going to put him if he, I guess, maybe in the town that Grumpy Old Men takes place in? I mean, that could be a town that's really cold, right? I mean... <laughs> well, I, I know exactly where I would have asked to go. And it would have it would have mostly fit his desire to be someplace warm, but also remote enough. And that would be New Mexico. Mm. I, I would I would say send me to New Mexico. And I don't even care. Like, uh, yeah, the southern part of the state is warmer. And I mean, Santa Fe is at elevation, so it does get cold in the winter. And like Taos is a ski place, but there's plenty of places in New Mexico where you could send me, and I'd be, I'd be perfectly happy. Albuquerque, where you could maybe run into Walter White and start a whole new operation. <laughs> there's a lot of things I could do in Albuquerque. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that right now. But uh... <laughs> well, would you like to go someplace that's not cold? Okay, can I can I right? ask you some questions here? Get about my, my parents. My parents. What about? Am I going to see them? Am I going to talk to them? I can't believe Karen's father is still alive. <laughs> I mean, he looked like he was dead. That that, that fucker was that fucker wasn't digesting food 17 years ago, and he's still alive. Um, <laughs> you know, not to be. No, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, don't I have some kind of contact with them? No. 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that? God forbid something happens to my parents and they get sick. I can't go and see them. Maybe something can be worked out. If they're sick, there's some extraordinary set of circumstances. Maybe something can be worked out. This guy's a great actor, this uh, witness protection guy. (laughs) You know that's the real guy? That's the real guy that, like, talked to Henry Hill. You didn't know Uh that? I'm going to say that you're bullshitting me on that. No, I swear to God. I swear to God. That's the real guy. Look it up. Oh, okay. All right, I'll I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. You bet. You better not be bullshitting me. No. <laughs> or or I'll have or I'll have you whacked, and you'll be replaced on this podcast by by Merrill or one of the one of the others. <laughs> he wouldn't come on the podcast anyway. I can't do this, Henry. I can't. I can't leave my parents. I can't leave my parents. Parents. Even though they drive her crazy. If you, I, I'm not going to do this. Unless you and the kids come with me. I, I can't do it without you, okay? So you do whatever, but that's it. Yeah. You need Henry. You don't need me, right? That's right. I, li- I like that he- that Karen is like is going into business for herself here. It's like, all right, well, here, here's my chance. <laughs> She's going into business for herself. I mean, she would divorce him by the end of the decade. So, like, yeah. legitimately. Frankly, I don't care whether you go or not. If it's going to make him a happier witness, a better witness, I'd like you to be with him. I think having the actual guy probably does make this more authentic, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. <clears throat> Unless you were bullshitting me, which I've, if I no, find out you were bull, <laughs> I'm not. I, I swear. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you think I'm bullshitting you, you're going to take me out of Tampa. Uh. <laughs> the only way they can get to him is by getting to you. I don't know anything. Come on, you don't know anything. Don't give me the babe in the woods routine, Karen. I've listened to those wiretaps, and I've mm-hmm. heard you on a telephone. You're talking about cocaine. Conversation after conversation, you're talking to Henry on the phone. I like the way they intersplice the guys mm-hmm. getting let out, mm-hmm. being arrested as that conversation is going on. Yep. First, Jimmy. It doesn't matter. 
because whether he goes to jail or whether he stays on the street and he beats the case, he's a dead man. He knows it and you know it. What about the kids? With school, they, well, they get left them. back. I mean, what goes on? Okay, now Polly is getting let out, and you can see Tootie in the background. <laughs> and Tootie is not going to go quietly into that good night. No, Tootie does Tootie. not. Tootie, well, Tootie's just defending his his, bolder, his older brother, you know? Exactly, but he's also going to land two good shots as well. Mm, yeah. Let's go down to Wall Street some real fucking crooks. Whoever sold you those suits had a wonderful sense of humor. Yep. <laughs> wonderful sense of humor. Wonderful sense of humor. 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 He's complaining about... Wonderful sense of humor. He's complaining about Wall Street crooks in 1980, which means Tootie was really ahead of his time. Yeah. Because, like, all the chicanery on Wall Street, I feel like that that was, like, a product of, like, later in the 80s and then, you know, ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, excuse me. I I work in the financial field. I probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) Whoops. We're basically your only salvation. We're going to save your life. We're going to save his life. And we're going to keep you out of jail. That's right. This morning, you told the members of this jury. About yeah, they don't. It was easy for all of us to disappear. And now, and now we're in the courtroom scene, which I mean, people know what that is. He just, you know, points out who Jimmy is, points out who Paulie is. Mm-hmm. And he gets berated by the defense lawyer. You know everything about being a rat. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy Conway, he's he's wearing his Francesca glasses in court. Totally. Yes, he is. <laughs> now, the thing I like, the thing I like about this is like, look at the look of pain and 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 just sadness on Paulie's face right here. Yeah, he's so sad. He is. It's a shame. But now I can't get I can't get over Jimmy looking like Mike Francesca. Where now I want Tommy to come back and he could be Mad Dog. He can be Mad Dog Russo. Hey, everybody, it's Mad Dog Russo. <laughs> Matt, Matt, my, Jimmy, Jimmy and the Mad Dog on the fan. <laughs> and, Your Honor, I have a document that I'd like to have marked. See, the hardest thing for me was leaving the life. I still mm. love the life. And we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. Our wives, mothers, kids, everybody rode along. I had paper bags filled with jewelry stashed in the kitchen. I had a sugar bowl full of Coke next to the bed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, anybody can take a sugar bowl and pour some Coke in it. Oh, he means cocaine. Okay. Yeah, sorry. We, we, we come from different worlds. <laughs> Very different worlds. A rat will do anything to survive. Isn't that right, Mr. Hill? Objection. Objection sustained. Look, I don't know nothing about being a rat. Mr. Hill, you know everything about being a rat. Objection, Your Honor. In view of the violence, anything I wanted was a phone call away. Free cars, the keys to a dozen hideout flats all over the city. I'd bet 20, 30 grand over a weekend, and then I'd either blow the winnings in a week or go to the Sharks to pay back the bookies. Didn't matter. Didn't mean anything. <laughs> when I was broke, I would go out He's going to break the break in the fourth wall. Like he's fucking Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> Judges. Everybody had their hands out. Everything was for the taking. And now it's all over. And now it's all over. And now it's all over. And that's the hardest part. And today everything is different. 
there's no and of course, you know where they sent him, right? Where did they send him? Yep. Where? I thought it was Seattle, Washington, but I thought I saw Oregon plates on the car. <clears throat> I was going to say, was it like, it wasn't New Mexico? It was not New Mexico, but Seattle, Washington is like a weird compromise because it doesn't get like ice cold there. Mm. But... And then we close with we close with the great scene of uh, Tommy shooting. Yeah. And now Henry Hill is still on the witness protection program. In 1987, he was arrested in Seattle, Washington, for narcotics conspiracy and had received five years probation. Since 1987, he has been clean. Thank you, Lord Al. <laughs> in 1989, Henry and Karen Hill separated after 25 years of marriage. The the other, the other thing I have to point out is they played uh, My Way by Sid Vicious. So yeah. a mild wrestling reference there. Hmm. But they had to use that because Sinatra wouldn't give Sure. wouldn't wouldn't give him the rights to use his version, which probably because the mafia stuff hit a little too close to home for old Frankie. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he he didn't like the way it was portrayed. Cicero died in 1988 in Fort Worth Federal Prison of Respiratory Illness. He was 73. And fulfilled his worst nightmare, as, as he said earlier. He sure did. And last but not least, Jimmy Conway is currently serving a 20 years to life sentence for murder in a New York State prison. He will not be eligible for parole until 2004, when he will be 78 years old. We currently do not know if Jimmy Conway is dead or alive. <laughs> I am pretty sure that he is dead. I'm pretty dead sure he's dead. <laughs> Six, seven, 17 years after his parole date. <laughs> well, it, it uh, would be uh, interesting to find out uh, Jimmy Burke when he actually died. Um, let me look it up. Care, care to, well, would you, I, I have it in front of me. Would you care to take a guess? Obviously, it was after this movie uh, was released. Um, oh, uh, well, I see it. It's 1996. He died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. April, so April was, the 13th. Yeah. He was still in jail. Um, so just to, just to clarify the FBI agent or the U S attorney who flipped Henry Hill mm-hmm. who played Goodfellas. His name was Edward McDonald. Okay. And he, it says played himself in Goodfellas as the U S attorney who flipped Henry Hill, which he did in real life. So I told you, I wasn't shitting you. Jerry Vale as himself isn't it? Isn't that the cop who tastes the cocaine? I think it is. <laughs> Jerry Vale. Uh, yeah, I like how Bobby Vinton is uh, uh, billed as Robbie Vinton. <laughs> I guess it's his son. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> young Christopher, uh, young Henry Christopher Cerrone. <laughs> John, by the way, Johnny Roast Beef, his last name is all one word. <laughs> and it's Langston. Oh, no, it's not Langston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. What a good what a good movie. What a good, <laughs> good movie. <laughs> Although we did kind of pick apart the May 11th scene. <laughs> just, the, just the dinner scene. I think, well, then again, you do have a little bit of a problem with the... Uh, with the timing of everything, but a little, yeah. 
But, you know, I mean, aside he, he did, from... He, he, he did spend too much time making the sauce. Then again, if you think about it, he was high on cocaine almost the entire day, so I'm sure he got a little fuzzy on the details. Well, that that's true. I mean, you should see me. You should see me uh, cook when I'm uh, when I've ingested some substances. It's actually pretty. It's actually pretty funny because I am alternately really insanely attentive to detail, but at the same time, completely flake and forget about certain things. Mm. Like the like the fact that the fucking smoke alarm in my house goes off at like the slightest provocation. <laughs> God God forbid I put the oven on at three seventy five. Oh fucking no! Oh, oh beep beep! Like oh fuck off. <laughs> in other words, I really need to replace the smoke detectors in uh, my yeah, house. Sounds, sounds like you should, yeah. So that they would be a little bit less sensitive. Oh God. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> the the lay, the lay la piano part to close out. Yeah, let's just enjoy. Well, now, now we're now we're getting into like we're very deep in the credits where we got to find out who the dirty grips are. Yes. <laughs> You know, I used to have a fantasy being in the band that we would we would perform this song. <laughs> you know, we would we would perform Layla, and then we would cut right into this other. What's this? It's like this is the other love songs. I think is what it's what it's called. And uh, we would have cut into this, and it would have been just beautiful music that we would have been able to to listen to and enjoy. Did you Did you see the credit for Maury's wig commercial? That was that was the guy in New York that they. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because they like I said, Scorsese. They were not. They they were they wanted to make it authentic and they're like well if yeah. Scorsese does it he's going to be inclined to make it like look good but the whole point of it is for it to not look good yeah it's a freaking local commercial now you know there's a you can if anybody that has Spotify um, you can go on and actually they have the Goodfellas soundtrack like playlist and it's fantastic I recommend everybody go. And just save it as a favorite so you can go back and listen to it from time to time. By the way, I have to issue a correction. Jerry Vale isn't the cop. What the fuck am I thinking? He was one of the uh, singers. (laughs) God, the fuck's wrong with me? (laughs) I'm all right. It's okay. (laughs) The the fuck's wrong with you? It's it's turning my brain to mush. Sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry. All right, now now we're down to like where the Motion Picture Association of America, and I'm holding up a middle finger towards it. I bought that fucking electronic copy fair and square. I should have had to buy the DVD. I'm gonna get a tattoo of three oh six one three on my arm because that's the number that this is registered with the with the Motion Picture Association of America. Indeed, indeed. Well, and I, I can't. That- I kind of want to do the Jimmy thing and just like grab you and be like, "We did it! We did it! We did it! <laughs> we made we, sh- we made it through this fucking podcast, which, we by did. the way, is going to be about three and a half hours long. That's it's and it's well <laughs> worth it. But you know, and, then, oh. and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> ha, nah. Uh, I mean, uh, perhaps I should say that we will retire Goodfellas references forever, but I don't think we I don't think we're capable of doing that. But we, we know, like. We're- I'm going to talk to you next Saturday, and you're going to be like, and I'd like to introduce my co-host, my guest at this time, my booby, Keith. And I'm just going to go, oh, no. Oh. 
Well, I would expect you to get bing, pow, boom. Bing, pow, boom. <laughs> Thought I told you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> it's just going to be so bad. Ant- Anthony. Uh, Anthony, he's a big boy. He knows what he said. <laughs> All right. I, th- I, think we've, I think we've run on log, log it up for this. Thank, thank yeah. you so much, Keithy. I mean, w- we fought hard to make this happen. We spent a lot of money, spent a lot of money, as Gorilla Monsoon would say. We, we rented this movie even though we didn't have to, and it didn't work. And then I bought it from another – I basically own Goodfellas from like four different places now. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> uh, but again, if, if you appreciate our work on wrestling programs and our once-a-year movie review <laughs> – Please leave a five-star review for GFA Live. Greetings from Allentown on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcast reviews are accepted because it provides social proof that you are listening to and enjoying this program. And tune in next time for another exciting episode of GFA Live. handsome just be careful don't paint any more religious paintings and that's that <laughs>